Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Torpid Gaming Network. My name is Sunsets Brew, aka Brew, aka Zep. And I'm Mark, aka Bonk, aka Lord Bonk. I didn't forget. <laughs> <laughs> I just grabbed my post it note. I am Alondra, aka Lady Bedivere, aka Soporific Gaming. I'm just watching the preview. And my name is Pylos, aka King of Pylos, <laughs> aka Nestor. I'm Christy, aka Agent Maggie Carter. And this is Delta Green. It is our spooktacular collegiate felonous extravaganza here on the Torpid Gaming Network. Yes, Delta Green is a very fun tabletop role-playing game. It's one of my favorites. As far as tabletop goes, it is a considered a very lethal game because all of our players are normal humans. There is no magic that they have access to. It is in modern day. For us, it's going to be set in the 70s. Uh, but typically, Delta Green is set in the modern, current day, the year that you're living in, and it is X-Files meets H.P. Lovecraft eats classic mythology and some weird stuff and some homebrewed stuff, and it's a very fun time. It's a game that explores sanity, what is real, uh, expectations, human greed. You can get into a lot of fun different things, and for us, we are doing it in the 70s, like I said. All of our characters are playing as Cal students from Berkeley, and they are in the process of trying to steal the axe from the Stanford campus as part of the big game rivalry. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. They are not the typical stronger agents that a normal person would play in Delta Green, but it is a very fun game. It runs on D10 percentile dice, and it is blackjack or prices right rules. You want to try and get as close to your number uh, without going over, and that implies being good. So it's a fun time. I hope you're here. This is also the loose warning for it might get violent. If you were here last week, you know that there might be some combat uh, coming into it. But I will get into the recap of what happened last week. I'd like to show you a video. Reopening of case 714, Juliet Zulu, active, January 1978. Initial reports, Palo Alto, Dozens of missing college kids and another damn axe hunt. Agent Greer heading to the opera now, reporting for Delta Green. Stand by, Operation Extinguish, count of three. Over and out. Welcome back. Uh, for those of you that forgot or maybe weren't here last week, a lot of things happened. Our, uh, party here of the players that you see before you came together in a quaint little coffee shop to start planning some college hijinks and one thing led to another all of a sudden they had various vehicles on the stanford campus they had an inside person from the band of stanford helping them out who would eventually transfer over to cal and they also had um a, a new and intrepid friend uh, accompanying them uh, it, it was strange that there, were, there was quite the information dump, but the heist of all heists for their college career had started. When the basketball game started is when things truly started to begin. We, they got a small tour pre-game of the facilities at Stanford and knew where the Stanford Axe was located on a plaque in a glass container on display for the whole world to see. 
So when everyone was minding their business in the game, our crew took a little walk to observe this axe. And they observed this axe slide down the wall and melt through the floor. They also saw it return. They also heard some strange chanting from a closeted door, which had to have some flame-lit light on the backside. So they got scared and left, like any educated young adult would do. But their curiosity piqued their interest. They doubled back. They had to know they weren't crazy. The things they saw couldn't have been real. What were these strange occurrences? Well, they heard louder chanting, and again, they wanted to retreat. But halftime came about at the basketball game just across the way, where a distraction always planned for took place. A fake axe was being paraded around campus, and it got the attention of the Stanford Axe Committee, and they were going to go check on their axe, and they were going to take care of it. So what did our heroes do? They put a fake axe in their lackadaisical NPC that has been accompanying with them, threw it in his trunk, and he screeched on out of here, causing quite a few people to follow after. Uh, they also then tried to set up to steal the real axe by heading over to the church. So many strange things had happened. Axe disappearing, strange chanting, a goo was found and spread about. Then suddenly, darkness. But only after blinding light, uh, strange things were happening on the campus. All of a sudden, the power was out. Our crew went to a church. They hunkered on down to try and wait this out and gather information as they came until a very strange voice came over the radio singing Ding Dawn, the name of their intrepid traveler who they gave the distraction to to run off. Suddenly, there was a hostage in the situation and suddenly a strange person at the church doors offering help after some questioning forty thousand dollars were to be paid to each of you to cover eight years of college a small amount of armaments were given out such as shotguns filled with uh, non-lethal bean bags as well as tire irons and baseball bats were hounded out and then finally we descended into the creepy basement in the corner of hoover tower on the stanford campus and that's where we'll rejoin our group where they walked in on a strange ritual being taken place. They were asked to beg for forgiveness by four Stanford students who we last saw with their skin turning cardinal red and letting out a banshee scream before lunging at our party. And that's where we join our party. These intrepid members, we have Bryce Castle. Bryce, would you like to give a small introduction for yourself before we potentially see your last actions here on this earth? Yeah, I would I would love to. Bryce is a football player on the practice team who just got called up and hurt his shoulder on the first practice, and he is now out for the rest of the season, right after he made, made the starting lineup. Uh, and he is now in a sling. He got made fun of since he couldn't play and decided to dive into the creative writing class his parents told him would fit his schedule, and holy shit, he fucking loves it. Bryce is about six foot one, blonde hair, obviously the stash, and he never goes anywhere with, without his 1978 Steve DeBerg 49ers jersey. Such a weird player choice. <laughs> a guy who spent man. like most of his career basically as a backup quarterback, right? Every Everything in this game yeah. is a weird choice. Yeah. Why are you questioning us? But he now? still has potential in this year. We right. don't know his full career yet. 
It's true. Right. <laughs> uh, next up of our uh, brave defending individuals, uh, Damien. Let's uh, let's hear a little bit about uh, you as you oh, uh, brandish, certainly. I believe, a shotgun as these students are leaping at you. Damien is a uh, Los Angeles native that, as a youth, got caught up in the wrong crowd, and by 15 was boosting cars and selling them to chop shops. Uh, but if you ask, if you ask me, that is not the route that I was ever going to stay on. I was then accepted into Cal's computer science program, and now I live my whole life trying to make sure that people don't think that that I am the person I once was. Uh, I'm a computer science major, and that is that is who I intend to stay. And next up, the strange occurrences have led a very strong relic, the actual Stanford Axe, to graced hands. Now, if you've seen the Stanford Axe, you know that is a hatchet with a handle that has been snapped off or sawed off. It is just the top of an axe. Well, an invisible handle stretches out about two feet and lies in the hands of Gwen, offering her some strange magical abilities. Gwen, let's hear a little bit about you. Gwen Stevens grew up in Turlock, California with her father, a commercial electrician, and her terminally ill mother. In high school, Gwen's mother passed away, uh, solidifying her decision to work really hard to get into an A-list college and pursue a medical career. After making her way through high school and taking a few gap years to work for her father's uh, electrician's business, she is now in her sophomore year on a pre-med track at Cal and is currently um, really regretting her choice to try to be more social and make some friends, seeing as how she might be possessed by the axe. We're going to figure that out. And our fourth and final hero who is in this room ready to defend their lives I will introduce to you Don Chumley. Don Chumley is the uh, intrepid NPC band person who was the hostage that these Stanford students had taken. Thank God that Don is kind because that's all they got going for him. Uh, they've been losing a battle with their high school acne for many years now, and they play a mean clarinet. We've also found out that their family is uh, very ingrained in the machines used in the Ford factories, and that explains the brand new Ford Mustang that Don happens to pilot around this campus. Now you may be wondering, why on earth did I skip one of our players for their introduction? Uh, I'll get to Can that. Can I just brief. go then? No, no, you're fine. <laughs> See, at the end of our last episode, some strange things happened. See, they met the Cardinal. Now the Cardinal's just a color, right? Well, not in this world. The Cardinal is a freakish metallic tree-like organism that has what seems like intelligent vines that can push it around. And earlier they saw it open up to its mitochondria that somehow rippled and blinked at them and caused them to all start chanting the same spell. Axe, axe, give me the axe. And this axe did go to Gwen, but during that role we had a critical failure and that is Ivy Anderson, would you please introduce yourself before I tell all of you where you happen to be? <laughs> you mean before you tell everybody what I am now, as opposed to the thing I'm about to say. <laughs> Great, so Ivy Anderson is a film studies major at Cal. She is also from Los Angeles and went to Sherman Oaks High. She, however, has lived a bit of a charmed life being the daughter of 
a uh, husband and wife duo of film producers, and she's kind of grown up schmoozing with the Hollywood elite since she was a, a baby. Um, she was actually a former child actor and now has her sights set on being a production designer. She specializes in props making and can almost always be found in the theater department working on something for an upcoming show. Uh, I forgot last time to mention she is a member of Delta Gamma. Find the pun. <laughs> Um, but who knows now, maybe she's just going to be part of the wall. It's going to be a fun time. And to make sure that the scene is set, we have four Stanford students, Cardinal Red, screaming at the top of their lungs like Banshee Wells. It is reverberating in what looks to be an amphitheater underneath a gigantic tower that just tears through the sky of the Stanford campus. And there in the bottom of this secret basement carved out who knows how long ago, these students are leaping at these other four Cal students. And we're going to immediately jump into combat. What? At the top of the order, we have Gwen. You have an ax in your hand. You are compelled to use it. Right before you, there are four cardinal red students that you can now see have small claws protruding from their fingers and they have all moved to engage you in melee combat delta green you get one action during combat what would you like to do i just want to confirm that while i'm compelled to use the axe the axe is not directing me in any way on whom i should use it no no the axe is not directing you in any way it courses in your hand it feels warm to the touch and you can feel power emanating it from it as well as yourself as i believe you changed all of your physical stats to 21 which would be impossible for a normal human to attain yes i got very beefy at the end of last episode great um i am going to use whatever whatever couple of steps I have available to just run up to these other students if they're coming at me. I, I don't fully remember how close they've gotten, and I'm just going to take a swing at the nearest one. Absolutely. Go ahead and roll melee weapons. Uh, you should have a base in it. I don't know if you put any more points into it. I did not. I'm a doctor. <laughs> I didn't you, think you could, I... You could argue your scalpel usage might be melee weapons at some point. Huh. Oh, that's... Oh, fuck. Starting off the night strong with a 66 on a 30. That is a critical fail. That is a critical fail. Uh, the strange thing that happens is you have this axe and you let out a nice big swing. And it is going to fly out of your hands. And it is going to immediately land in Damien's arm. You have now caught the axe, Damien. Please set all of your physical stats to 21. Please note your old ah. stats for if you lose the axe, you are going to start <laughs> losing these powers. Uh, Gwen, go, reset mine. Uh, go ahead and start subtracting from these stats. They're going to just lower back down to 18 for now until they get to your normal. And they'll keep dropping by three until they reach your normal each round. Okay, just so I'm clear, this is my HP willpower standard. No. Strength, constitution, dexterity. Con. Okay, 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 got it. Yeah, All yeah. of the other stuff should automatically change on your character sheet. And suddenly, with a surge of power coursing through your veins, Damien, you have an axe in your hand. If you're going to attack someone, you will be using it. And you are now at the top of the initiative order. Okay. How far in front of me are the, like, student 
steps. She... They, they have already leaped at you. They have closed the gap of what used to be 20, 25 feet. They are maybe five, six feet in front of you at almost a full sprint. So if you would like to step forward and take a swipe at them, you are more I will than take a step forward and take a swipe at, at one of the four. Excellent. The four. Melee weapons, please. 14. Uh, yeah, 14 on a 50. Uh, that is a hit. That's a big whopping hit, and this axe is going to do big whopping damage. Please roll percentile and let me know the number you get. 53. Okay, so you do not instantaneously kill this person. You will instead deal 8 damage, except your strength is now increased, so you're going to add plus 4 to that. So you are going to deal 12 damage to this student, which for those of you at home, these are normal people. Normal hit point would probably be 10. Let me double check these characters. Oh yeah, 12 damage. You slice this student that is leaping at you. The hand, or the ax flies to your hand. You take a step forward and you want to bury this ax into their head as you're chanting, ax, ax, give me the ax. And as it hits their head, it feels like butter and it slices all the way down. And the momentum from their sprint just carries their two halves past you. I'm going to need everyone here to make a sanity roll. As... You mean this doesn't happen all the time? I'm probably no, no. good. Uh, Y'all just witnessed mortal combat fatality. Bryce rolls a 64 on a 72. You succeed. I rolled a 46 on a 52. I rolled a 47 on a 52. You didn't need to roll, but I will keep that roll for you. Can first I just sanity play? Check. You will. Your initiative is coming up. Uh, fun thing. I just want to play while I can. Absolutely. We haven't gotten to you yet. On your initiative, you'll Prize find out forever. exactly where you are and what you can do. I just don't want what's coming to happen. <laughs> for the first time ever in Delta Green, I succeeded a sanity roll with an odd six on a 62. Congratulations, all. You have seen your first human die right before you, and it has not pushed you away from that which makes you human. No sanity loss all around. Uh, but we also do need to see if uh, Dawn does uh, uh, keep their wits about them. Uh, although, <laughs> uh, on Dawn's turn, they just simply slump down and start weeping uncontrollably, saying, <laughs> And that'll bring up Bryce. You're an uh, so where, where is Dawn? Um, uh, Dawn has now slumped down and is covered in uh, dried vines and has now just like dropped to their knees and is like weeping into their hands uh, where Ivy once stood next to you. Ah, I look down, see Dawn there and realize that there's going to be a, a time to deal with this, but that time's not now and I'm going to sprint after Damien and try and tire iron tire iron the fuck out of one of these yeah. Stanford goons. No, no need to sprint. He took maybe two steps forward to meet their charge and hacked on through. And you can do the same to try and just level that uh, uh, tire iron right into him. So go ahead and yeah, give my me tire a iron. melee weapon attack. My tire iron is probably going to be about the same as that axe. Okay, melee weapon. Oh, I'm not good at that. Never mind. Ooh, that's a Even 19 on a 30. Sick. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> you totally lay into this student. Roll a d8. And what is your strength? 
Strength just is your a, raw stat. A thir 13 is my raw strength. Awesome. You're going to add one to your damage. That's a six total. Six total. Excellent. Yeah, this Stanford student definitely just boom, crack of the jaw. They seem dazed and confused, and you have definitely stopped their lunge forward as they're kind of doing that like boxer thing where they stumble around a little bit, and maybe they're going to fall for the count, maybe they're not. But it does bring up the other two active students who are leaping forward. The first, they are headed towards the original person who had the axe. When a student is diving towards your throat, you did act, you did make an attack with a melee weapon, you can defend yourself. They rolled a one, so it will be a success. It is not a crit, though. To defend myself, I have a choice between a re like a reaction or a dodge. Yes, so you can either roll your dodge to try and completely avoid the attack, or if you would like to catch their blow, you may use unarmed combat. Let me look at my stats really, really quick. No worries. Just because I want to see what I have a better chance of succeeding And we'll at. just go ahead and do the second attack for the other man who yeah. bears the axe is a blasphemy to these strange students. And they're going to try to reach out as this one falls up short, I believe slipping on the blood that comes through from your first massive attack there, uh, Damien, as one of these comes towards you and lashes out towards your throat, but goes far too wide for it to be a concern. I'm going to take the unarmed combat and try to catch the blow. Excellent. Catch or redirect, however it works. Yikes! That is a 66 on a 40, which is another crit fail. Another crit fail. Wow. Uh, so this blow is going to knock you over, and you are going to be taking four points of damage. So a claw reaches out, is able to just kind of push you on your chest, which makes you lose your balance for you to fall. And then it rends across, ripping your shirt and leaving five deep gashes across your chest. Cool. I am in very bad shape. I am below half HP. Excellent. Can you give... Uh, is that even your new HP? For I believe your new HP should be 18. Oh, uh, my maximum was 18, but I took seven points of damage previously. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I got You're good, hurt. though, and don't need to roll for a stun. Um, this brings up in our initiative order, Ivy. See, in Delta Green, you have a set initiative of whatever your dexterity modifier is. And we now come to Ivy, who finds herself in a strange place. She's in a mostly circular room that's attached to three other circular rooms, all with a cross section towards the middle. Uh, it looks like the walls are completely covered in vines of various colors, green, reds, blues, purples, yellows. It's a psychedelic rainbow of terrifying vines. And there towards the middle of it is an almost friendly face. It's uh, hard to describe. Y your immediate thought is... Barry, or he simply says, hi, I'm Barry. As soon as you make eye contact with him. And the description for Barry is hanging from the middle of this strange place is a young man whose skin is filled with strange vines. His jaw is covered with stubble and a red moss. His eye sockets have the tips of roots feeling the air in your direction. And the rest of his head is obscured by a yellow furred mascot helmet also perforated by vines. But still clearly, it has its comically large bear ears. And dangling to the side, a bear snout and a smiling mouth. 
And you've already made your sanity roll, for you rolled one earlier. And there's Barry smiling at you as you look around this strange environment that feels like a dream. This can't be real. It's probably a dream. I'm just having a vision. I saw some weird stuff. I'm just, this is fine. This is just a scene. It, at, any number of things could explain this away. It doesn't matter that there's a strange Stanford janitor tied up against the wall with a bunch of vines or what looks like the corpses of various Stanford and Cal students in their Leatherman jackets decomposing along the wall across from me. I can still walk around. I should be fine. Well... <laughs> I guess I walk around. <laughs> Walking around, you you find an assortment of things. Uh, there are a few living creatures here. There's a janitor moaning across the way from you. Barry hangs from the center and seems to spin after you. He has his arms and legs up to where he's kind of just hanging, almost like in a hang glider. He seems to rotate automatically to your movements, always facing you. Instead of eyes, just these little vines twitching, following you, kind of like a snail's antenna. Hi, I'm Barry. <laughs> the the repetition gives me, like, little kids' demented toy vibes. Like, hi, I'm Barry. Um, hi, Barry. Where are we? <laughs> it's not... Uh, I'll ask your question if you answer mine. When are we? Uh, it's It's... January? No, no, year, year, years is fine. N 1978? Oh, okay. I'm not as old as I thought. Oh, I, I've, I've been here since 64. Uh, but you, you, don't, you don't really probably care about that. Uh, we are in the Cardinal, if that's probably what you would know it as. The strange tree bark-like thing. I think that's where we are. That's what it tells me, at least. I've only slightly connected to it. I have so many things to share. We're going to move um, on in the initiative order. Okay. Over <laughs> to... I just want to, you know, get you started so you can answer some stuff. Yeah, totally. I'll yeah, write yeah, down yeah. all my questions and say them very quickly in that six-second span. <laughs> it's totally fine. Totally fine. Uh, the next thing, back in that strange chamber underneath the tower, a man in a business suit with a strange Hawaiian shirt can be heard humming and clapping and slapping himself. And he now appears around to the right side of this strange amphitheater. And right next to him, an exact copy of him appears doing the same haka, this time crisp in all of these intricate movements, the bangles on his right wrist clanging and banging next to each other. And next to those two men, there is now six identical copies of him wrapping around the backside until they engage in melee combat with the two remaining Stanford students. They are now directly next to them, performing this haka of slapping until they come up together and do a clap. Nice, sticking out their tongues. And suddenly their almost misty-like entity quality solidifies. And there is in fact about 12 visible strange businessmen wrapping around the back side of this wall, going into the right tunnel, and even behind you, wrapping all the way through the tunnel, as with a quick glance over the tunnel that you came through, is now shoulder to shoulder, packed full of copies of this strange person who's just completed their task. Three by three, all the way back. Maybe a two-foot gap in between. 
That brings us up to the top of the order with Damien, who now has the axe in his hand. There is one Stanford student completely eviscerated in twine. There is another who has had their head knocked, who seems to have recovered from a small concussion. And there are two more, one of which ripped the flesh off the chest of one of your compatriots and the other who stumbled in a pool of blood trying to attack you. Damien, what would you like to do? I would like to push on to the one who ripped the flesh. Like, I'm going to ignore the guy who fell, and I'm just going to continue moving bloodlust in my eyes. And I'm going to take another big swing at, at him. Just two steps over, you push through Bryce and the strange student before him and make a slash towards this woman. Uh, I got a 27 on, on a 50. That will confirm your hit as well as this does not see you coming. Please roll percentile dice. And if it is not to below 20%, you'll add those two together and then add four for your strength. I got 23. 23. So unfortunately, that is not an automatic execution. So adding those together, two plus three is five, plus another four is nine points of damage. Uh, so yeah, you're, you're going to slash down on this student, just taking out a large chunk of flesh from their back right soul shoulder as they're exposed, and they will just turn to you and let out an awful wicked yell at you. And that should bring up when at 18, at the end of your turn, your stats drop down to 15 or whatever they normally were. But they are 18 for this turn. They're 18 for this turn. Great. Is there still there's still one on top of me? Yes, they seem to be slightly distracted as an axe just grazes okay. down their back and they bark and letting out a banshee yell that echoes throughout the chamber. So that is the one that Damien just hit. Mm, quickly reassessing what my options are. I am going to reach down into my boot, pull out my scalpel and try to drive it into their carotid. Good call. Um, that is going to be a melee weapon. Melee. That is a 14 on a 30. Uh, that will hit. They have already attempted to dodge for this turn. So as they tried to get out of the axe and double over in pain, you reach up, grab their shoulder, and are able to just plunge it in. Uh, a scalpel. Go ahead and roll a d6 for damage. Uh, my aim was bad because I'm very hurt. So that was two damage. It's all right. You are still incredibly buff, and you're going to add an additional two damage to that. Delightful. Uh, that is Which four. is going to be enough to take your scalpel and plunge it, not just into their neck, but it seems like you did get a little lucky and got it right in between some vertebrae as their body goes stiff, doubles over, and falls in front of you. Uh, give me a sanity roll, please, as you just took a human life. Mostly human life. I was going to say, this is not going to look great on my transcripts. If anyone finds out about it, I don't think you'd put this on your resume. That is an 80 on a 62, and I'm not even mad about it. I feel like I should lose some sanity for that. It, it was in self-defense. You're only going to lose one point of sanity. Yeah. It was also a strange instance still not happy of self-defense. Um, and all of my stats drop another three again? Yes, or to whatever your normal natural maximum was. Uh, should I go all the way down? Because I'm just clarifying, because like my natural strength is a nine. So should I go it, it will keep going that? down until it goes to a nine. Until it so, hits that? Okay, great. Yeah, until it hits that. So for now, you'll be at 15. Great. As just the clarifying. strength doesn't completely leave you, it does leave you slowly. 
slowly. I mean, this is all happening within seconds. Ten seconds. Yes. Uh, next up, Bryce. Some strange things are happening all around you, but uh, it looks like the person that you clocked with your um, tire iron is starting to come too. They're getting their wits about themselves as they snarl and glare and begin to leap at you. But you are faster. God you damn right first. I'm faster. I'm on the starting team, dude. I'm clocking them again. They're going to be down for the count. G- give them that clock. See what you can do. They will try to fight back. Well, that's a 60 on a 30. That's going to be a big whiff from you. Yeah. Yep. It is also a big whiff from them for a counterattack. So as you swipe over their head and they duck and they try to lash out, you are able to scoot back just out of the reach of this now obvious almost reptilian claw underneath you. Next we have our Oh, that one's gone. Those two are still upright. The one in front of you just made a leaping attack. The one that slid on the blood just past you sees that your back is turned and will try to lunge at you. However, you are still aware of your surroundings and can defend yourself if they happen to hit. Ooh, did I give them as their stat for this? Ooh. Just a whiff. You can feel the hair at the back of your neck as you turn. And just from that small pivot, just a little bit of the hair on the back of your head is ripped out from these claws. No damage taken, but a very angry, snarling being sits in front of you. I needed a cut back there anyway. This is it, Damien. But you should really get a cut. I've seen your portrait. (laughs) Just shave the mustache. That's all I'm saying. But next, we go off to Ivy in her own little land, own little realm, as Barry hangs. Um, I have so much to tell. Oh, what? Uh, what do you have to tell, Barry? You, <laughs> you'll need help. I think I can help. I've learned a lot in my time here, and there's many a strange thing. Uh, uh, over to your left, about four feet. The other one couldn't grab it. He was tied too fast, or maybe it was a she. Uh, there's a pistol. Take it with you. It was from the last agent that came through, oh, four, five years ago. Take it, please. The last agent? the last martyr. Oh, there's many a strange thing, but you need tools to succeed. A pistol sits if you like the firepower, but fire is the power that the power needs in order to be quenched and share you the knowledge if you come closer. I go for the gun. You now have a revolver. It deals 1d10 damage, and you may use firearms. Great. You also find near it an extra 24 shots. It holds six. It is loaded with six. So in total, you'll have 30 bullets. Cool. Can I do uh, some sort of check on Barry... Uh, you can give a human int for human intelligence uh, sure. to, you know, connect with this person at a human level and understand maybe what they're going through, their empathy, see if they're lying. All sorts of fun things can be used with human intelligence. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of a blanket. I don't know that I trust Barry a whole lot at this particular moment. So oh, I was thinking fair. more of the like psychological, like, are you the thing or are you a thing that's trapped? Um, if that works 
for just a general human, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. human is one of those go-to things for reading. Great. What do I got? Oh, okay. So I got a 29 on a 30. That is a success. That's great. a great success. You were really close that to 30. Was, so it's a powerful was, success. It's like a 20 okay. in blackjack. You're going to win almost every time. Almost. <laughs> That's how that works. That's how that works. Yeah, totally. Price is right rules. You get the car. Um, Barry seems a tortured soul. That That is obvious from his situation, but is clinging on to some humanity the, the talking in the manner is that of a very distressed person you've you've seen them out on the streets maybe they haven't had their medication in months if not years it is a man in there maybe that's just a fungus maybe that's just a birth defect uh, it's it's hasn't killed him but it is a him in there he 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 was honest he was honest about the gun it is a human, most of which has vines going in and out of their body. Uh, you can see gold fur kind of everywhere, as well as like a torn up cow shirt that okay. looks like it is a man in a bear costume, like Great. a mascot costume with the head partially destroyed to where you can still see the mouth, the symmetrical nose, a red moss grows in his stubble, and where his eyes should be is just the top of a couple of vines that keep searching the room, but always has one pointed at you cool so you know not entirely human but feels to be seems to have one and and does want to be helpful uh it did lead you to a perfectly usable gun that looks like it was recently oiled and cleaned that had ammunition and we'll move on over to the strange man who just completed his haka at the back of the room suddenly just a small ah but echoed 20, 30 times, they begin to rush forward and they just pile on to the two remaining Stanford students and are going to try their best to wrap up these students as best they can. And yes, eventually a dog pile ensues on the two remaining students that are lashing out, who have now have their fingers elongated, their mouths have been stretched out. You can see the entirety of their teeth. Their skin is a cardinal red. Their hair is jet white, and they are just lashing about and are now being dogpiled on by this strange businessman as he then holds them down and asks you to finish them. In unison, 20 or 30 times in a small whisper that sounds quite deafening. This is when Dawn steps up and walks over and just begins to stomp and stomp and stomp on the one that had that had uh, attacked or, or had been attacked by the tire iron wielded by Bryce. And it is just going to... Per- just continuously stomp tears flowing down Don's face, hat akimbo, clarinet missing but always grasping for it, and just repeatedly stomping and stomping on one of the students. And that brings up, back to the top of the order, Damien. Sorry, what happened to the... What, uh, I was going say, what happened to the, like, um, the center guy, the center mutant mutating student? 
Uh, th that um, was the first one you slashed through. There is a, oh, one okay. smaller uh, girl who is being held down by about 12 of these guys, and they're just holding her down in person, and she is thrashing about, and you can just see her mouth widening. You can see all of her teeth. Her uh, entire back teeth are now turning into fangs, more so than actual molars, and her hands are just becoming longer and claw-like as it seems the bones begin to protrude out of her fingertips. Okay, then I'm I'm just going to run towards her as well and take a swing at her. Excellent. Go ahead and roll, and you're going to have a plus 40 to your attack. So whatever your stat is, add 40 to it, and that is the number you are trying to roll under. Melee. Fuck, okay. Yep, for melee weapons. <laughs> what does that okay. mean, Nestor? What's that mean? <laughs> I'm curious. Okay, so check this out. So this what is, is actually something that, like, your melee weapon? My new stat's is... ninety. Okay, cool. What did okay. you roll? I have a nine and a zero zero, which obviously means zero zero not nine. nine. Yeah, yeah. Because the zero okay, zero good. is your ten digits. Op, Either op way, nine. though, with a skill of ninety, uh, even if those were reversed, you would succeed. Because you hit exactly right. what you're. But what I'm is. saying is, I thought that this was. I thought that the zero zero represented like a hundred. So nine hundred. Yeah, no, no, no. So I was like a hundred and nine. It it and represents like, the first two digits. Oh, oh, all things that I, okay. Or, or, okay. Or, yeah, it represents the first digit in a two number sequence, or in this case. Very good. I rolled a nine. On a ninety. That is going to be a hit. She cannot dodge, for she is pinned. Uh, go ahead and roll for damage. Oh shit! Fifty-five. That is awesome. It's just for, damage. Yeah, it's, it is just damage. But it's going to deal plenty enough as she's being held. And again, just top of the head. And this time, just to not make sure that you're not hurting any of the forms of this gentleman, you just bring it forward. And with that, there's no more physical threat to those of you in this room. But there is someone else we need to address, and that is Ivy, her new friend, Barry. Hanging from the ceiling by vines, with vines going in and out of his skin, still in an old golden bear mascot costume that he may have fashioned himself. The ears and, you know, smiling face are still there, hanging off to the side, but there is a very disheveled man's face underneath, with moss growing in his beard, saying strange things. I could help you, little cub, but our time grows short. The blood ritual has finished. Do it. Do it. Take the knowledge. Do it. What's the worst that could happen? I'm, I'm happy to bestow my knowledge if you come closer, but if you dare not trust me, I would not uh, take it against you. I fear the end of my days will be here unless you learn the fire that they purge. I don't know if your friend is strong enough to do so. Ugh, why not? Walk over and hold out my hand from wincing from the armpit of the mascot comes a human hand just kind of covered in this red moss and just reaches out and just with his middle finger taps the inside of your hand and it just it feels warm and this warmth just continues to spread up your arm and up your shoulder across your heart and as soon as it hits your heart it just spreads out throughout your entire body it's warm it's good 
but it doesn't feel quite whole yet. As Barry just kind of chuckles. It's not good to us here, or I maybe would have been able to escape, but when you're back on Arth, just do it you can. <laughs> maybe it'll end, maybe it'll end. As things just begin to like fade and you know, kind of go out of focus for you as you find yourself just standing in a sea of businessmen, just with these navy blue coats and these kind of round faces with permanent frowns. It's that strange guy you met maybe 10 minutes ago who offered you $40,000 to go down a creepy staircase at the back of a closet that's all lit by torches. You're in a room now lit by torches. This is fucking crazy. I'm gonna need you to roll sanity. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> is this normal? Not, no, no. I don't no, wanna. No. <laughs> uh, what is my sanity? What is my sanity? What is my sanity? Fifty five? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, I've got fifty. It's fine. It's fine. I got a forty nine. <laughs> Didn't do it again. Dope, dope, dope. You're just gonna lose one point of sanity. Cool. That's fine. Don't need that. You succeeded. You take the minimum. It's great. Also, do me a favor and raise your unnatural skill to 20. Yeah, right? <laughs> that um, tracks. Yeah. And as you come back, there is burned into your mind a strange saying. It's like 15 syllables, and that's all you can really comprehend it as. But you know that by saying these 15 syllables, you will create fire. Uh, uh, okay. And you know that you will get a stronger fire the more blood you give it. Uh, but you need the blood in order to create the fire. Uh, all right. Is this... Is this a... This is... This is a Knowledge? spell. This is a spell. This is a straight up spell. Maybe it's a ritual. It's probably a ritual. You know that you need X to create Y, and you're not sure how much X you need to create how much Y, but you know that if you draw blood while saying these 15 syllables, the strongest mm -hmm. fire you've ever known will be created. And the more blood you give it, the stronger the fire. Okay. Okay. Alrighty. This is a weird turn. But I'll take it. For the rest of you, you, you can see kind of the, the mob of businessmen release the last one and kind of just do uh, a, a quick look around. And they all just kind of say in almost unison, is there anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? All in a whisper is to not completely... Uh, deafen you, but the uh, echoed on 30, 40, 50, maybe even 60 times of this voice throughout the hallway, and even just a whisper, it's quite loud enough. That's when you realize you've all stopped chanting. Correction, the three of you have stopped chanting, and Dawn has stopped crying, and begins to just wipe the face of some small amount of blood droplets, and that's when you also see the blood droplets begin to just all turn into about marble 
or pebble sized and start rolling down towards the base of the amphitheater into just a large puddle. And each of these bodies slowly begins to just steam and shrink. I want to run over to Dawn. Yeah, Dawn, Dawn's just a few steps away from you. Dawn! Dawn! No, 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 it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's, it's, it's me, it's Bryce, it's Bryce, it's Bryce. Bryce. It's good, how's your football? Um, I still it's, have it. I like, it's, it's there. Hey, wait, are you, are you okay? nice. No, I, I would like to leave. Who's the, the, who's, who's the round face guy? Look, he's... I'm not gonna call him. I'm not gonna call him a friend, but I think that he's someone who can, who helped us. But you know, you you don't have to talk to I, him. Look, just I, I just to get away. I drove. I drove fast. I drove. I got caught. There was the light, like it was day, and then it was dark, and then it was light, and I don't know what happened, but I was very quickly moved somewhere. Yeah, I'd like to go home. Can we? Can we? Can we go home now? Yeah, I. I think that we, I think we can go home. Did we get the axe? It, we got the axe, right? Damien, are, are you still you? Damien, you feel Mark, am I still fucking amazing. <laughs> you have never felt this raw strength. You, you, you like look down at you and you're just chiseled. You can just see like defined muscles pretty much like all around you. You like give a quick twirl of this axe in a way you can only ever do with like a pencil. And you're now doing it with like a two and a half foot long axe handle with a weighted blade, just like in your left hand. And you're like right handed. This feels amazing. But no, you have your thoughts, your wits about you. You love having this axe. Like it's clear that it's giving you superhuman strength like you're pretty sure you could beat superman in an arm wrestling contest right now well then i turn to bryce to say i've not, i've never been a better version of myself great so we got we got dawn we got gwen we got the guy um we got the axe right that's what we came here for I think um, all, all of the guys in the business suit just kind of take a knee in, in one place and are still just looking around. Um, and, and that's kind of when you can see uh, uh, Ivy kind of just in the other room with a pistol and a box of ammo in her hand, just looking a, a, a little a, a little frazzled. Ivy, are you OK? I say as I try to sit up and I'm just covered in blood. I assume my shirt is like torn off and my chest is just ripped open. So I'm like, Oh yeah. You feel fucking terrible. Yeah. I'm, I'm fishing. I'm fishing gauze and like benzidine or whatever, like out of one of my massive pockets where I shoved everything earlier to try to apply some first aid to myself as I look, but I'm also looking around a clock. If anybody else is hurt, Ivy, are you okay? Where have you been? Uh, I don't really know the answer to that question, but uh, I think I'm good. Yeah. Okay, great. I don't think I yeah. am, so I'm just going to take a minute here. Can we just take a minute outside? Outside would be good, would be good, would be good, would be good, would be good. As just a concophony of whispers fills the halls, and, and, and you can start seeing maybe every, like, tenth of these clones starting to just fade out and kind of just pop out of existence. 
and then yeah, they all kind of we move all, up we all hear the whispers right you all hear the whispers because there's 60 strange businessmen that are like okay. holding clipboards that have now stood up and all slid to the walls and are, are allowing you to leave and then one out of every 10 or 12 starts to just kind of like fade out I assume the jingling of their 60 plus bracelets or 120 plus bracelets just sounds like the sound of angels right now. Oh, a, a little bit. Um, it, it did stop kind of when they all got to the wall and it's just that eerily quiet again, but you can now pick up on things like the sound of your footsteps, the crackling of torches around you, the, the last little droplets of blood as they hit the bottom of the amphitheater that is now just a small oval that has maybe three inches of blood in it. And there's no more bodies in this uh, amphitheater other than the five living people, as well as the 70 or 80 clones of this businessman. That's now about 60 to 70 as some of them disappear. Um, yeah, I'd love to be not in here right now, but I think I'm going to, I might need some help. Ivy walks over and starts helping her. I will defer any sort of first aid check until we get out of here. Okay. I can help upstairs. Upstairs, 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 upstairs. Yeah, come on, guys. Let's let, let's go. And I start, like, <laughs> steering Dawn towards the stairs. And I have my hand on Dawn's shoulder, you know, in a, in a, um, in a calmly but firmly... Uh, steer steer them towards towards the door. <laughs> sure thing. I'm gonna yeah. um try and like stow the axe like in my belt, but I'm gonna keep a hand on it while I walk and follow Bryce. Uh, sure thing. Uh, you you kind of like slide it down and are able to like touch the handle and like put it to your side. The axe is home. You just mutter under your breath and the plaque appears with the axe head directly on it. And you can see the outline of the handle that you would need to grab. And as you go down and touch it, the plaque disappears. And as you let go of it, the handle disappears and is back on the plaque. So you just have like the plaque there on your belt side, just kind of like hooked onto your belt. Okay. <laughs> it's a weird sheath, but it works. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, you're able to make your way upstairs as each of these clones kind of steps out of your way. And once you get to the actual base of the stairs, maybe about ten or twelve of them kind of just turn around 180 and also just climb up the stairs before you. They walk up to the top and they open up all of the doors, and there is just the original strange businessman there just clinking his bracelet back and forth, looking at his clipboard, and he glances up to you, waves you on over with a hand, and then goes back to staring down at his clipboard. All of the various clones kind of just uh, go out into the outskirts of this dense fog that has enveloped the Stanford campus. Now there's just about 30 silhouettes standing in the dark fog, barely illuminated by what starlight is left. The lobby is dark. Power still has not been restored to campus. As the five of you make their way up to the strange man, and Don is just kind of there, just rubbing his 
shoulders and chest and kind of just feeling around and wiping off these dead rainbow colored vines all over the place. Hello, 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 hello sir. Are, can, are we, can, I'd like to go home. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> you know? Um, oh yeah, kid. Um, look, I'm going to do what I can to help, but I think we can leave here. Um, oh, and uh, one of the clones kind of comes up from uh, up the stairs, hands a radio over to the original, then he grabs it, hands it over to Don. I believe you dropped this. Um, it's a good tool to have. Really save the day. It's how we found you. Uh, there was a facility here. We we test things. You know, you seen Star Trek, kid? It's like Star can, Trek. Can can we can we cut with the Star Trek bullshit? I mean, it's a great show, but. That's clearly not what's happening here. And Gwen's just going to like sit down hard on the ground and pull Gazan and antiseptic out of her pocket and start attempting to apply first aid to herself. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We don't need to go into details. Um, actually not talking about all of this would be best. Um, it was just the four of them down there. That's all there was. That's all I saw. Great. Got your friend. I see there is now five of you. We should get you out of here. You know, head back home. Sorry, the sports got canceled. But yeah, let's get you in your cars. Let's get you on the way. Um, I do have a medical friend nearby. He was meeting me here in the event of someone sustaining injuries. I'm happy to uh, drive you over. We can caravan. You can drive yourself. One of your friends can drive you. I don't care how we get there, but he's just, you know, he has a little tent set up down the road. Y'all can have some hot chocolate or a beer or something. You know, take the nerves off. You were expecting this? You brought medical backup because you expected something to get so bad that you needed medical backup? I was expecting that myself as a person would need help if I was called here for the reasons I was led to believe. The four of you, five of you were able to help me. Uh, so thank you. Uh, it would have potentially gotten worse if we had not acted when we did. And now you have your axe. We can, you know, get you on the road and uh, get this crazy night behind you. We go with you? You're going to explain what the fuck just happened? Well, let's let's treat your body before we treat the mind. How about that? Okay, fine. Let's go. Um, um, can somebody... You guys want to pile into my car or do you want to take your own and caravan that way? It's maybe two blocks down. I'm happy to lead and also give anyone a ride. Fuck no. Can someone ride with me in case I pass out while I'm driving the truck? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. You might want one of them to drive if you're in danger of passing out. Yeah. I'll drive. Okay. Pulls out keys, hands them to Damien. Oh, Damien, like, immediately starts walking towards the car. Um, and and the, the guy just says, oh, Damien. Um, and, like, flips under to his, uh, to his clipboard and just has, like, a Ziploc baggie with, like, a clear gel in it and just, like, throws it over to you. Uh, rub that on the axe, if you don't mind. Just let it sit for a day or two. What is it? 
uh, you, you, you kids are telling me about how it disappears and how you found a bunch of goo. You just want to make sure it won't disappear again or that no more goo shows up. Just put that on there and let it soak in. Will it keep me feeling this good? Oh. Ah. Uh, you, you're going to feel that way for about the next two to three weeks. It'll always go away. It always does. Sometimes faster. Okay. So, so, sometimes slower, but give it two to three weeks. Okay. You know, if you have a girl to impress, I'd do it soon. Okay. All right. All right. Let, let, let's just go. Let's go. Let's go. And I'll like grab, um, grab Gwen. Sorry. I was like, <laughs> grab Gwen by, by the, like, just put her arm over my shoulder and, and start. Actually, I'm, I'll just straight like, you know, newlywed carry her to her truck. Super easy. Yeah. yeah. Normally she'd protest, but she's pretty, she's in pretty bad shape. So she's just going to roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah, super easy. T- total scoop up. Um, do you want to hang on to the shotgun uh, that guy gave you? Because you can also oh, just kind of have that like over no. your shoulder. Uh, both of you, I guess, because you're both with the shotguns. But yeah, it's it's on it's on a strap, so you're able to have that over your shoulder too. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll hold on to it. Sure thing. Um, but yeah, you you swoop her up, head over to uh, the old rusty car. Uh, what about you three? I'm thinking the shaky band member might come with me. Uh, Don, was it? Yeah, 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 yeah come on, Bryce. <laughs> You're with me. Yeah, no, I mean, I think we should we should definitely s- stick with Dawn. I think they. I don't want to leave him alone. Okay, um, I'm gonna go get in my car because I'm not leaving it here. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Dawn, would you feel better going with Ivy or going with? with this guy i'm gonna go with you no matter what go with your friends and he kind of just like pushes dawn like towards you towards the two of you it'll just keep after him he's been through a lot yeah and i've been I, through a lot they've been through a lot i grabbed Dawn and put my arm around them and start leading them back back with ivy um as you start to walk away the agent like grabs the shoulder spins Don around and just slides a, a check into the front pocket and go ahead and just turns Don around and like pushes him on the way. <laughs> Hundred mile stare, not really sure what's happening. It's just like picking at hair now to try and like get these like strange remnants of vines out of hair and out of like the folds of clothes. Ivy, what what was down there? We don't need to talk about it right now. If that's okay with you, I wouldn't like to. I feel different. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the 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 red metal tree thing that was this is spiny, but it was soft, and it just well, it didn't. I didn't didn't see it. wasn't soft. I didn't get that close. I, th- I, th- I think I think we were in it somewhere in a, in a part of it or around it or where it came from. I'm not sure. Well, we just it's we can't let it go. Well, the first things first, we have to get medical attention. We got to make sure Gwen is OK. We got to. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get Gwen. you. We got to get you checked out. Yeah. Yeah. Where's your car? I'd like to go now. Uh. 
it's right over here. And she leads him to that lot nearest the backside of the. Yeah. yeah. All, all, all three cars were. happen to be yeah. parked in kind of the Whatever same area. Whatever that building now. was. <laughs> yeah. And uh, from there, you can have, you can see this strange person with the round face. Seems like a resting frown. He just kind of waves his arm out the window and has you follow. Takes out the parking lot. Takes a left. Heading north on campus. He's starting to make his way towards the Oval. Not really any buildings out here. But as you kind of go through the fog, you can see a like small amount of light shooting up from the ground. Looks like maybe a light from a generator. Maybe a block or two ahead. Do you guys want to follow? You can you can see the oval kind of exit off to your left if you'd like to hightail it on out of here and just get the fuck out of here. You could follow. There's apparently promised medical attention and maybe some answers. Or if we you just want to go find. on a rampage across Stanford, you can turn around and start plowing into that church full of people. We need to find uh, Gwen and Damien. Yeah. Um, Ivy is going to be following wherever Damien drives. Both of your cars have a radio right now, if you're interested. I don't want to use the radio. That's how this guy found us in the first place, was because he heard the same thing we did on the radio. Um, I am going to... I'm assuming there are a few steps behind us, but I am going to like kind of pull Damien and be like, get in the truck, roll up the windows, we need to talk. Okay. You're more than able to talk before you even leave the parking lot. Totally. Talk away. Uh, um, Are you okay? <laughs> fuck no. I've never been in this much pain in my life, and that includes multiple times I've gotten electrocuted. Um, do we trust this guy? I mean... No. No, God, no. Okay. But I'm okay. pretty sure I can kill him before he can kill us. You felt it, <laughs> too, then. I mean, I, I I don't know why I'm even asking. I saw you cut that guy right in half, but, like, you, you felt it, yeah? Felt what? The, the axe. Just everything, I mean, I, everything I, being I, better? I said it down there. I feel better than I've ever felt in my life. I feel like the best version of me. Like I could run up a mountain or or, or jump off a building and, and land perfectly. Yeah. That's why that guy is no problem. He's not going to be a problem for me. We'll handle him if he becomes a problem. Yeah. Okay. Let's... uh. Let's follow him then. I guess let's try to get some answers. Okay. Um, I will look around for the other two. Uh, you, you can see them hopping into your uh, into Ivy's car. Um, Dawn is escorted into the back by Bryce, and Bryce slides on in next to Dawn. Would you guys like to talk about or infer about anything inside your vehicle, Bryce, Ivy? Don's just kind of Ivy trying to cool off in the back seat. Don, I was going to say, is Don conscious? Because he didn't seem like he wanted to be in the middle of a discussion. Um, yes, yeah, said, said Don didn't want to talk and then immediately started talking about it is also now just kind yeah, of like he, he pulling kind of at the collar and is like starting to undo some of the buttons on like his jacket and to just show like a sweat drenched like wife beater underneath. Uh, Ivy's just going to be like, you good back there? Just feels Done. warm and you hot. Okay? I think the 
endorphins are coming down and I'm just I'm really hot. Can you mind if we roll down the windows? Uh, sure. No problem. Great. Uh, crank, 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 I assume. <laughs> crank, crank, crank. I mean, it's smooth. I got a nice car. Yeah. Smooth. It's only like three cranks. Hold windows down. It's great. Best window in zoom, all the business. Zoom, zoom, uh, I forgot. What car did we say you had? Uh, we decided that Ivy drives the uh, red Mini Cooper right That's off right. of the Italian job set. That is right. Literally. The actual Mini Cooper from the Italian job. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, uh, we are literally in a getaway vehicle. Everything works great. It's super tricked out in here. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. amazing roll down windows. Yep, yep. Uh, as soon as Dawn is kind of relaxing, um, Ivy's going to go into whisper. Like, so, uh, I don't know what happened with you guys, but... I met somebody in there and he'd been in there for a while. Barry. Ooh. Barry was nice. But Barry. He called he called Don? he called himself Barry. I met him too. You You did meet him? Yeah, he oh, well, he, he gave me I something, guess. but I don't know if I can use it. I don't think I want to use it. Did you <laughs> Did he um offer you knowledge he offered me power did i've you never take felt it? powerful did, i mean did you no oh. huh he gave it you didn't i didn't, you didn't, I didn't, you didn't take didn't, it i tried i tried to help test, him. oh you didn't I, and yeah i tried to get him down but i gotcha. couldn't gotcha i wanted to help yeah I no help. um <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, don't feel bad about that, Barry. I tried to help him too, and it was hard. I don't I don't know that there was any saving Barry. Poor Barry. He talked about being saved. Oh. We might need to save him if he we did. can save him. But... We'll see if we he was a little bit um I don't I don't know if I'm He was pretty He might be strong enough. Tucked in there. Yeah, no, he I think he just wants it to end. He said we'd need help. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, that maybe is we can do that it. is true. I don't know if I want to find it again though. Um Bryce, this is probably a little bit <laughs> it's probably a little bit much. Oh Bryce, um, there's some still, guy you're, in you're, there. Um, and I think Yep. He's he's here. It's okay, Don. It's okay. Why don't you relax, buddy? Just just take a breather. Just, uh, yeah, I'll take a breather. <sighs> When you yeah. say he was he rashes the in. coat off and just oh. throws it out the window, <laughs> as you like join okay. up with the caravan of cars at this point, mm. just slowly rolling down the street, maybe five miles an hour. You can see a light up it's ahead. Maybe there. Walk away. Yeah, Bryce. Like just from what you, what Don has said and what you've said and the various adjectives and verbs you've used to describe this person and what they were doing. Are they even human? Are they like the those mutant fucking students that were down there? Oh, Ivy. Yeah, we we killed four people while you were in the place. Well, I think you saw them before they melted away. Since Gwen is injured. <laughs> 
They, they just, they were moved. They were moved. They didn't melt. Bodies don't melt. They were just crazy. Everything was fine. Um, hmm. Does, I, I, I heard there uh, was a doctor nearby. Can we talk to the doctor? I'd we like will a doctor. totally talk to the doctor. Um, Ivy is going to go into her um, glove compartment. Would we say that she's got anything, I don't know, puffable in there? Uh, give me a D100 roll. You're trying to success on a roll of 50. Okay. Uh, I don't know if this is under or overland, but I got a 43. That would be under 50, which in this game is a success. Price is right, right. and or blackjack rules. You're looking to roll under that number. Uh, so yeah, you, you totally have some huffable things in there. Uh, whatever is the drug of Ivy's choice when she is trying to unwind. Great. Um, yeah, I think she's definitely just like, I don't know. She's she's got a smattering of the weeds in there. Um, so I'll just grab like the easiest, like a light boy, just a little light boy, nothing too intense, just something to calm him down. Be like, hey, buddy, why don't you just you just pop some of this? You totally have the '70s version of Xanax. You probably have all the prescription drugs. I mean, she does. I don't know if she would remember which. Pillboy is um, the right one, but like she got she got something she got something in there. Yeah, Don will happily take it, and it is clearly the first thing they have ever smoked. As they start coughing up a lung, and they're like, "I think this is gonna help." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, this will help. This will help. And just kind of repeats that pattern for a bit as this caravan starts to head towards this white pillar of light looks like someone has set up a generator of some kind has some things and up ahead you can see the silhouette of a triangle just on the other side of the light with the aforementioned tent as uh the lead car pulls up maybe 20 30 feet away from it on the curb as it's set up in this grass area and just kind of gets out Works for you to pull up behind him. You guys still want to come to a stop and get some aid, or you want to book it? I will turn to Damien because he's driving, and I've been doing first aid on myself. Which actually, should I make a should I slash can I make a first aid roll to see how well I do on my own? I still have a plus twenty bonus on my next four rolls. Oh, uh, that is true because you can use the medical thing. Uh, go ahead. Yes. I have the first aid rules right in front of me. So you're going to roll a first aid test, and I believe you'll have plus 20 to that. Uh, yes. Or, I also pulled up the healing rules to try to figure out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Damien is 100% feeling himself, and, like, in his head, there's nothing he can't handle, so he's going to continue, like, following for, for aid for, for Gwen. Um, that's fine. I did not succeed in my roll. You did not succeed your roll, but you didn't critically fail? Correct. I rolled 79 on a 70. Cool. Uh, you are, are able to at least like patch the bleeding. You've applied the stuff. Uh, you don't feel much better, but you know it's not going to get any worse. Great. I'll I'll take it. I, I mean, I will do this as we're driving and I'll just kind of turn to Damien and just kind of continue with the like, it's I want answers. I think I need help, but it's your call. 
Uh, yeah, you, you you pull up just fine right behind him. He just kind of gets out, pulls out like a cigarette from his uh, jacket, gives it a quick light, takes a quick buff. Big roll met. The uh, light that is about 20, 30 feet away from you suddenly expands out. And you're all now in about a like 60 foot diameter of a spotlight that you realize is just shooting up from the ground. And I need everyone to make a power roll. Oh, fuck. I'm great at that. Ooh. Oh, that should be fine. Oh, I said that too soon. I. <laughs> I I rolled a fat 100, brother. Cool, 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 cool. What did everyone else get? I got a two. Nice. 18 on an 80. Dope, dope, dope. 76 on a 70. Nice, nice, nice. And let's well, two see how Dawn does. Dawn's going to remember everything because he critically succeeded. Ooh. Um, Cool. The things that happened before all of you. You rolled for a power to find out what you remember, and we're going to start with Bryce. The events of the evening and what you remember, you went to go steal the axe. You heard some spooky chanting. You investigated some spooky chanting and a rickety amphitheater in a sub-basement of the building that was clearly labeled you went into, and you found four super deranged Stanford students sacrificing a raccoon to the axe. You thought this was deplorable. You and your compatriots stopped them, called for campus police. They were arrested and taken away. The raccoon sadly did not make it. In the hubbub, you were able to hide the axe in the back of the rusty truck. You were going to be taking it back to Stanford. It seems to have a fine film of polish on it. The lead officer was a strange man in a Hawaiian shirt who looks like he wasn't all that into the case, but is very happy to get some uh, animal abusers off the streets and said that once people in prison find out about this, they're not going to be happy with these ones. And that is how you remember the events of tonight. A blackout. Well, that's exactly happened. how they happened. Yeah. A blackout happened at halftime, um, ruining the distraction. The game was canceled and you, uh, linger as the police arrest these cruel Stanford students. For the rest of you, um, uh, I'm sorry, Ivy, you also failed your role, correct? But you did not critically fail. Correct. Correct. You remember the same thing. You remember finding those animal abusers. You remember helping get them arrested. You remember wrestling them to the ground, threatening them with the baseball bat so you didn't have to use them. Um, but you were able to detain them until police arrived and then you were able to slyly steal the axe during the distraction of the arrest you also remember the crazy vine area you were in you distinctly oh. remember <laughs> the image of the crazy blood or, or the cardinal red tree with a metallic bark that opened its eye you remember that eye rippling and you know that you want to burn it down for you remember the 15 syllables in your head everything that happened there and a strange connection you've created with Dawn. You feel like a much closer friend. Cool. For the two of you that succeeded, you remember both things. 
you remember the story of going and finding this ramshackle altar that uh, these students had had. You remember the police closing it down upon their arrest. You remember the raccoon not being able to be saved. You also remember the four strange creatures that became of those Stanford students, the red forms, them attacking you, both of you holding the axe, witnessing its power. And then you remember a big light. You remember that big light lifting you up and then putting you back down, sending you on your way. Alondra, go ahead and roll a d10 and heal that much. Yikes, okay. Well, since um, my stats are all back down to normal, I am now back up to full. Excellent. Uh, your shirt, you do remember it getting ripped from the uh, hooligans that tried to get past you uh, once they were discovered sacrificing a port of woodland creature. Um, and there's just small little red marks, maybe maybe three lines where the very vivid remember, remembrance of the claws penetrating your skin, feeling the most pain you've ever felt in your life was before. You have both of those memories inside your head, but uh, not really sure which one's the right one anymore. We're all still, are we all still sitting in our cars when this happens? Uh, you, you're, you're all in a circle right now, and there is a man in a blue suit with a police badge on on his shoulder thanks kids couldn't have done this without you we got that damn animal beezer off the street you have a good night sorry we you, you missed your bus but happy you drove down uh head head straight back to campus and get, get a night's rest if uh, anything else comes up uh you remember anything else give me a call we can talk about it during office hours and he hands each of you a card that says uh Sheriff Greer go ahead and uh, call if you like I'm up here on assignment um, normally in Santa Cruz but I'm up on loan big bat of the flu came through uh, but let me know I'll, I'll coordinate with the local PD did good kids really uh, really put away some scumbags once the uh, boys in the clink get to them uh, they're not going to be happy y'all have a good night and uh, carry on your way oh look power's back as like the rolling power comes back to the Stanford campus and the fog just starts to thin up a little bit. I want to do a scan and kind of make eye contact with everybody. All of my party members, if you will, in the circle. Uh, but I'm going to land on Damien. Uh, do I... Do, I don't even know if I was seeing this before. Do I still see that he has the axe? Uh, you, you can see that he has, um, like, a sheet that's covering the plaque that, like, seems to be strapped onto his belt loop. Okay. Then I just kind of want to make eye contact with Damien and, and give him a little bit of the head tilt of, like, do you remember the... You know, I don't want to say anything in front of this guy, but it's the, like, do we need to press this or should we just go? Damien will respond, like, a non-verbal, like, concern, concern, kind of, like, shut up kind of look, you know, kind of like a... You know, yeah. Yeah, no, I just, yeah, I just, I'll just nod. Yeah, Don just kind of looks. Ahead. I, say, I think I'll, I'll turn and look to look to uh, I, Ivy and, and Bryce. Oh, they're not here. They are here. They, they are. Yeah. All, all, yeah, all five of you failed. are in. They a, failed. Yeah, yeah, they all failed. five of you yeah, are in a circle, yeah. like partially yeah, on the curb, I'll, partially in between the cars, talking to this police officer that has like a black personal vehicle with a little siren bobber yeah, thing yeah. slapped up on top of it. Uh, I will just I'll just scan their faces to kind of see what they you know what their takeaway was 
from this light flashing business. Kind of um, like a, you know, curious, d- curious sort of uh, single eyebrow raised type look. D- Dawn has their mouth just kind of like open and then just like reaches a hand forward and like shakes Sheriff Greer's hand. Guess I'll see you in four years. And then like goes to staring at his shoes. Thanks for your help, Officer Greer. We really appreciate you helping us with this or letting us help. Either way. Yeah, let's let's get out of here. It's a total total bummer about that raccoon, right? But yeah, no, we let's go. We got the axe, right? Immediately, like Damien turns and looks at 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 Gwen, like the raccoon. What the fuck? Um, I'll just you, give you remember the raccoon as well. The raccoon story. Oh, oh, we remember right, both. Right, right, right. You, you, you have you have simultaneous memories at exactly the same time. One of which is you guys stopping four animal abusers, and then clearly seeing them being arrested and taken away, and no pictures of them being allowed. But Gwen will see this, and and I'll just kind of like walk over to Damien and be like. Um, do you want to keep driving or, or do you want me to drive? I'm fine either way. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll drive. No problem. No problem. And he just sort of awkwardly stands there patting for the keys, making sure that he's got everything on him. Yeah. uh, Including the, the axe, uh, plaque, I guess. Yes. You you have the plaque, you have the axe, you kind of like run your finger along the axe head down to the handle and you're able to get like two or three inches off where you can feel it, but without you fully grasping it, the plate's not going to disappear. Okay. Let's, let's, let's leave. Great. Gwen's going to kind of head back over to her truck. And as she does, she's very specifically going to look and see if all of her like tool bag stuff is still in the bed, but also see if the two shotguns are still in the cab. Uh, shotguns are not there. Everything else is. Also, uh, BG's staying alive is definitely on your radio as you're uh, uh, going about. Technically, it came out in February. No! <laughs> <laughs> With this hot new track straight up a month early before public release here at College Campus Radio, we have the inside scoop for my uncle is the producer of this song. Here it is. Stayed alive for the very first time ever recorded in history. Not recorded in history. Nobody tell my uncle. To be fair, Gwen's still confused because the radio in her truck doesn't work. It hasn't worked since 68. It's real crackling in your car. It's real loud in the other car. They were jamming out to it. Great. And as as you're kind of all getting into there and the sheriff kind of just is like checking on his uh, clipboard. The sound of your radios all fade out. The rumble of your engines all fade out, but you can still see the hood of your car vibrating. The 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 clicking on the on the uh, on the clipboard as he's waiting. You can still see him tapping, and no sound comes from it. And Sheriff Greer just kind of gets wide-eyed, turns around. The fog that was starting to lift suddenly drops back down very quickly. It is the thickest you've seen it all night. Get in your car, drive as fast as you can. If the radio comes back on, you can stop. And just pulls his gun out and starts firing into the air as just these tiny little goes off with a very, very bright gun flash. What would you guys like to do? 
What the fuck is going on? Ivy, do you still have that pistol? Ivy, you do, do in fact have that pistol. Great. I would like to use it now. Or uh, do you actually have hands along and a better firearms than me? I have I have good firearms. Bryce also has the same firearms that I do and could fire up. A- if it's a pistol, I can handle it. If, if, yeah. if it's one-handed. Yep. Yeah, because um, that's like, he's still only got his offhand. So, so you've asked, do you have right. the pistol? She's uh, she's asked who can actually fire a gun. And the sheriff is just like, I said drive. And then takes a shot at each one of your feet, placing it directly in between your your feet in rapid succession. And then he starts jingling his band maniacally. Or you can stay here. Ugh. Oh, I unsheathed the axe 100%. I will run over to Ivy with, like, hand out to take the gun. Well, I mean, I was going to say, if I'm standing right next to Bryce, I'm just going to hand her, whoever I'm closest to, I'm just going to hand it to somebody who can fire a weapon. Right, then hand it to Bryce. I I will. I grab the gun. Yeah. Great, then I'm going to run to the truck and grab my tire and iron again. Uh, After the four shots, correction, five shots placed between all your feet, he fires a couple more into the air, all of which are just tiny little pops, just and he turns his back to you and is now staring out into the field and is now just doing a very quickly paced haka just slapping and he gets about eight moves into it and two more forms of himself split out to his sides so there is an exact clone to his left and right and they're also now doing doing the haka I said run he says in three voices drive as fast as you can and then suddenly there are now nine of him or into what? the field. Or what? Uh, I think we're going to die, guys. Uh, y- I'm you not can... quite sure why we're arguing with the man who wants to fight the stuff. Why don't we just go? Uh, from where there were nine, there are now 27 of this man in the field just doing this dance back and forth. Uh, I will look okay, at Dave. I, 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 like now seeing the mass number of them i'm like no oh, okay let's be realistic here and i put the sh- put the axe back in back in my belt but I, I i i pull everybody like everybody by the shoulder into uh ivy's car and get in the driver's seat awesome it's at that point the entire sky goes bright as if it were light and through the air a two inch yellow beam of light comes through pierces the car that uh, Sheriff Greer was driving and just the first half of it completely Mm. disintegrates and melts and just disappears and the bottom half of it clinks down to the ground and as the light beam enters into the ground creating a perfect maybe half inch hole into the ground it goes back to darkness and this was shot at maybe a 30 degree angle from above the field that he is now in oh and I gun it gun it in the in the mini as soon as you start to peel out you can see these 27 men turn into what's probably 90 people and then in that moment they complete the haka and they let out a giant scream in unison and a bolt of energy shoots out from every single one of them into like this death star like beam that is blue in color and then it just shoots off into the air and maybe about a football field away you can just see this blue and purple orb explosion that then reverts back and disappears and is just still dense fog and you can hear out as a hundred men cry out drive you fools 
Uh, can I get a driving check from you? Yeah. While he's doing that, I just I'm willing to roll luck on this if you need me to. Um, since I was running to my truck to get my bag or to get something out of my bag anyway, can we say that when Damien gives the call to go, I grab my bags? Uh, yeah, you can for sure do like the little equipment swap. You definitely oh, have sure. anything you want from your car. Um, whoever wants to have the pistol can have the pistol. Um, and the rest of you can also have any of like the baseball equipment, the disguises, anything you want from before times. Yeah, I literally grabbed like my toolkit that had all the gear and the first aid in it and the guitar case from before and just took them with me. I just wanted to declare that for the record. Um... Hold on one second, sorry. No worries. I believe you have the highest drive at 60. I do. I have it at 60, Hope which I do. thought I misread it. I thought it I, I misread it. I thought it was 50, uh, but I got a 56 on a 60. Sick. Yeah, you're able to peel out. And just as you're like cr uh, passing uh, the old beat up truck, a flash of daylight again as another beam just comes through this time at a much higher angle and just goes kind of nearly straight down through the truck as the entire center of the truck console just ceases to exist and like the front and back like tailgate just kind of roll back into each other on the wheels as the entire like center of the truck is now gone it'll buff out sorry, <laughs> sorry which truck I hit if that was my truck it's definitely not buffing out uh, yeah, <laughs> your, your your rust bucket of a truck has uh is now missing about eighty percent of its chassis. Yeah. No, I literally it's just look and I'm just so like, bucket. I, I just kind of look and I'm just like, oh, shit, my dad is gonna kill me. Where are we going? Where are we going? Away, away! Uh, uh, Christmas tree lot. What? Why? We the, gotta the, turn the, in the, the axe. Immediately start driving towards the, towards the Christmas tree lot. Why are we going? No, no. It, it, it's off campus. He said, just drive away. If we hear the radio, we can stop and come back. But if not, it doesn't even matter because I don't want to go back. I just want to go home. No, head back to San Francisco. <laughs> just get out of here. We don't want to be involved in this. Oh Meanwhile, God. Damien uh, is just doing donuts in the middle of this side street on Stanford campus, unsure of where to go. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're able to like hit the oval and just kind of like do a lap on the oval. Um, there are some weird things that you see in the air. You can see what looks like a pirated copy of Star Wars, which totally came out like four months ago and almost all of you saw. But there are blue and purple laser beams shooting up from the ground and occasionally a bright sickly yellow beam comes down and with a flash of daylight and then goes away just as it came. And that is off to the eastern side about... 200 to 300 until eventually you stop seeing blue lasers shoot up to the sky and one last flash of day. I gun it for SF. Yeah, it's like, we need to go before we get hit by the light. I, I gun it as far as I can from campus and start heading north towards the city. I'd also love a sanity check from all of you because y'all saw some weird stuff. Happy to give that. I don't know. I've seen odd flashes driving up that way before. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, Ooh. I think to a session. Yeah, I was say, to, that, that dry lightning over the bay? Yep. Uh, no, I think a transformer blew somewhere. I don't remember where it was, though. Dude, I've seen a transformer blow, and it is gnarly. It's terrifying. It's, it's crazy. I'm finally losing sanity. 88 on a 72. Hey, chat, go ahead and guess if I made that roll or not. 
You failed. Nope. You always confirmed <laughs> failed. failed. Yeah, I failed. Also fail. I got a 16 on a 52. Nice, you succeeded. Wow. Well, at least the gonna... driver knows what he's yeah, doing. Yeah. <laughs> the, the driver is fine. That's just some bullshit Star Wars stuff. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Do I get any benefit uh, from the fact that I remember what actually happened? Does that give me any bonus points? Somewhat. Um, I, I, th that's actually a good point because you would actually understand the entities that are at work here and have already rolled for those. So you'll take half. So, okay. uh, Elantra, I'll you'll take... take two points of sanity. Uh, the other two that failed will be losing four points of sanity. And Don is just going to start, like, pounding on, like, w the seat that is in front of them. I want to go home. Uh, I Ivy is going to pull out her Xanax and shove it down his throat. <laughs> <laughs> Get that Valium. Whatever we decided it's I have. Valium. Mm -hmm. Valium, Valium, thank great. you. Yeah. Make him take this. I will help if I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but, who's, who's riding both, shotgun? Both of you are more than happy I'm to shotgun. this. Great. Yes, yeah, I'm... Since apparently I can't drive my own car, <laughs> I've got shotgun. So it's me, Gwen, and Don in the back of the Mini Cooper. This is really comfy. And Ivy is like, throwing herself to the back seat trying to shove drugs down poor Don's throat. She, like, she's at up, it. Shut up, shut up, shut up. That's fine. I'm assuming we made Don ride bitch so we're just like pinning yeah, Don no, in the Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, so, yeah. So, so Don was just like slapping the center console repeatedly. I will punch you I don't even you have my net. Stop it, I will punch you. I, I haven't taken my oath yet. Oh yeah, um, I Don, think I try and restrain Don. And so we can shove this thing down down their throat. Uh, Don definitely like squirms, like I'll take it, I'll take it. I'm calm, I'm calm. But you threaten me again. Eyes go bright red. I will light you on fire, and then it disappears. Hey, and Davey, then just grabs faster, and then just grabs <laughs> the pill and pops it. So if you're not freaked out oh, about Damien. the light, you are freaked about a possible demon inside the car. <laughs> oh yep. yeah, Damien oh, yeah. downshifts and just picks up the speed. <laughs> Absolutely, like, I have no idea where I'm going with this guy. I don't know, but I think Ivy feels justified. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, didn't take the knowledge, eh? Did take the power? Sorry, what knowledge? What? Po what the? Oh no, frick? she did not say that out loud. That was not okay, out loud. Great. Oh oh oh." oh, oh. <laughs> Um, you, you know what? Just for funsies, Ivy, you for sure have that thought as you like turn back around and you can hear his Don voice inside your head that says, I did take the power. Can I talk <laughs> back? Yeah. Fucking liar. <laughs> this is weird. Yeah. Telepathic communication. It's Fine. cool. It's you, great. You, you, have a, you have a nice new bond with this person. Nice is kind of becoming a strong descriptor. <laughs> nice. This person is regarded as kind, and that's their only trait going for him. So, yeah, it'll be fine. Uh, you are definitely hightailing it out. You've hit kind of like the back road, farm road, where none of the, uh, you know, big shopping complexes that we know today have been established yet. There's various lots. There's a gas station out here. Surprisingly enough, this says go cow, but it also has gas at like 50 cents more a gallon. Looks like a local trap for, uh, uh, for the tourists coming down for big game. They seem to be changing out their signs as you go flying past. You're doing 60, 70 down these back roads. 
Um, you also see upcoming uh, a sign for Christmas tree lot, half a mile, and then a little hanging sign from it that says temporarily closed. Happy holidays. Because, you know, it's January. They just haven't, you know, completely shut up yet. Um, this was the aforementioned meeting point. If you wanted to try and check in with the track stars led by the head of the UC committee, Nikki Wickles. If not, you can also just hightail it to uh, San Francisco or wherever you'd like to go. You all have residencies in Oakland or Berkeley at this time. It was only Don that said that we should go to the Christmas. Correct. Correct right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm 100% trusting, actually. I, you know what? Damien is going to, like, slow the car down and he's gonna and he's gonna like turn and look because I've just also witnessed Don, Don go red eyed and shit, right? You would driving? have heard it. You your eyes would have been on the road. Okay, you're, you're, you're definitely doing like sixty or seventy in like a forty zone that doesn't have <laughs> the straightest of streets. You're nailing these turns, but uh, okay. I just turn and look at Don and like kind of turn like over my shoulder and look at Don and go, "Where do you want to go? What's the right place here?" I I, I wouldn't want to be left in the dark. Or left behind, so I, I think we just call off the people at the Christmas tree lot. They're expecting us. It, it it feels like the right thing to do. Tell them, tell them we failed, and then head home. Tell them we didn't get it. Tell them it didn't work. Head home. Yeah. What if whatever is chasing us gets them? Shouldn't we just drive by there and tell them to leave? Yeah. So we show up. We tell them that we didn't get it, and that we're all going home. We, okay. we, we, we can that's... pull up. They have a radio. We just got to get, you know, within like 50, 60 yards of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I hate this. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to. There's I'm no gonna good answer. Start driving to the. to the. There is. I mean, I don't care if the other people die. Me, Nestor, the player. Right. Damien, <laughs> the character might. Roll but. <laughs> Welcome to Delta Green. It's a moral quandary for everyone. Forever and always. Wow. She's got magic now. She don't care. Yeah, she doesn't care anymore. I drive to the Christmas tree lot and I turn to, to Gwen and I'm like, just have the radio ready. I'm not going to stop for long. Yep, that's fine. Don't need long. Just have to be in range. I will uh, turn to Dawn and hold out my hand for the radio. Hootie who? Uh, there's also one in your toolkit. Oh, that's right. I don't even need dots. I will pull mine out of my toolkit and I will turn it on. I will tune to the channel we've been using previously and I'll start. And yep, I will do it. I just like, hootie hoo. Hootie hoo. Hootie hoo. Uh, Don instinctively hootie hoos back into the radio and then just like turns it off and just like hands on the thing and starts to breathe in and goes, oh, as, as their pill has suddenly hit them. <laughs> uh, Gwen just takes note Good. and is like, this will be interesting for that paper that I have to write next week if I make it to next week. I'll be fine. Um, yeah, you, you get a third hootie who back. Yeah, this is Roadrunner. Uh, everything okay? Yeah, this is Team Rusty. Um, mission uh, failure. We were spotted, had to make a break for it. Uh, everybody should head out. Yeah, we, we saw campus go dark. Is everyone safe? Is like, what? What the hell's going on? Um, yeah, we're fine. Apparently there was a power outage. We think maybe there was transformer failure on campus, uh, TBD. But, um, yeah, um, everybody should just head home. We can't, um, um, we're gonna have to 
Try this again some other time. This isn't gonna work. Over. Oh, oh, okay. Did you, did you did you get the axe away? Are you are you like is anyone chasing you? Do we need to like some info would be nice here. I know that the plan was vague, but what part of mission failure do you not understand? No, we did not achieve the axe. We were getting chased by a bunch of Axcom students. Everything went south. The power went out. We had to leave before cops showed up. And everybody else should do the same because I think they might be on their way here. So get in your cars and get out of Dodge. Uh, that's when that's when Jimmy turned like whips Persuade. the car around. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm hoping that like me whipping the car around, they see me whip the car around and helps Alondra persuade like win this persuade in some way. Yeah. Persuade failed. Uh, what did you roll? And what was your skill? <laughs> that was a 71 on a 40. Yeah. Your, your bonus would have given a 20. So uh, st still a bit of a fail. But like, all, so all right, we're we're heading out. Did I have a bonus? Um, Because I, I peeled out right as, oh, as okay. you were saying yeah. that to like kind of inspire them that like we're not kidding. We're serious. Tr sorry. I was like, wait, how did I get a bonus? Help yeah, action. Yes. You, you're, you're able to get far enough away um, that like. Yeah, just turn off your radio. You're far enough away. You're hightailing out of here. And you can see like three ATVs just like get kickstart in the dense fog. And like their headlights come on. And instead of like going the back trail, they end up just following you to the road and are also heading on out. So so the ATVs are going to follow me on the freeway? I, I mean, they're, they're at least taking the, the frontage road until something comes up. But like, yeah, they're they're definitely capped at speed. If you're hightailing it out of here at like 60 miles an hour again, they're not going to be able to keep up. Yeah, I'm, I'm fast as the mini can take me uh, pretty fast. Uh, yeah, you you eventually get up there. This thing is super custom. Um, it, it has a bit more room than Mini Coopers that you would have been used to or that you have seen. Um, it, you can even see some like slight modifications where it looks like there might have been mounting points for cameras. Uh, you it's almost just, like, like the hollowed it out. Yeah, like this thing feels super lightweight, but also has like yeah. some amazing traction on it. Like this thing is super responsive and agile. Like this is a stunt driving car, essentially. Not okay. essentially, literally a stunt driving literally. car. Like yeah. this thing is responding mm -hmm. to every move you make, and it is feeling good. Yeah. Then I'm gonna hit the freeway and and just start headed straight towards towards San Francisco. Yeah. As soon as you get on the freeway, it kind of dawns on you. This is the exact car from the Italian job. This is the red mini they used in all the fucking chase scenes. And you're like a little blown away that you're in a famous car right now. Like you're driving. That, that's you, when I'll go. How How do you have this car? Why, why do you have this car? Oh, I mean, daddy got it for my 16th birthday. Where are you from? <laughs> Sherman Oaks. Where are you from? Never mind. And then he just like floors it and keeps going. Yeah, sure thing. You are able to hightail it. Uh, what is your end goal? Do you want to stop in San Francisco? I... Do you want to head to campus? No, I'm going to head straight to campus. I assume all of us live on campus. Yes. So right next I, I'm, I ha I'm headed straight to campus and and like dropping everybody off at I don't know whatever like a central location of campus is maybe like the library or the sciences building or something. I mean, probably the parking lot you guys took off from with like the bus. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, you are uh, totally able to get onto campus. Uh, but once you get to the Bay Bridge, strange feeling happens for you, Damien. 
the moment you get to Treasure Island, you start feeling a bit weaker. Go ahead and lower all your stats to 20. Oh, that's barely weaker. Oh, so you normal human range. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you can definitely feel it a little bit. And as you're going across the bridge, you get off, you head towards campus. The time you actually get to campus, everything's at a 19. And about every 10 or 15 minutes, it's going to go down one until it hits normal. I'm just going to put my normal numbers in. <laughs> uh, put your normal numbers in, and if anything happens in the next, like, 20 to 30 minutes, I'll, uh, I'll give you the bonuses. Now that you're across the bay, there's a there's not quite the resonance you once had. It's a it, it's a bit of a strange feeling. You, you you can definitely feel like it's setting in once you actually pull up and are allowing everyone to get out. And Dawn's like, I I've, I've, I'm ready to go to bed. I'd like to I'd like to sleep it off. This is just a weird. This is the strangest weekend I think I've had. I think uh, Damien turns to, to Gwen and goes, "Oh fuck, do we explain what we just saw? We don't. We, we stopped the uh, animal abusers. Yeah, we stopped a bunch of guys killing a raccoon. Do you want to come back to my place and we could maybe have a drink and talk <laughs> about it? That's, a, that's the face Damien makes. Oh, right, right, right. Because we're... <laughs> yeah, no, she, she, she's giving you the big eyes of like, please play along. I've got like... Yeah. Um, I've got like a couple bottles of, of, of whiskey back at my uh, back at my place. If you want to just come over and we could like decompress. Yeah, sure. Sure. That sounds great. Yeah. I'm trying to decide if I think Damien has probably never drank. I should go to I should go to bed. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, was that for, for everybody or was that just directed you, at Damien? You two are cute. <laughs> yeah, you should. I Sorry. I mean, if. We could meet up some other time, Dawn, but I think, yeah, maybe you want to get some sleep. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go. The shuttle is nearby. Bye. Home safe. And, and yeah, like Dawn, Dawn's just going to like wander out in just his like band pants. You realize now that he only has one shoe on. He has just a sweat, sweat drenched tank top. And then like he still f- somehow finds his rose colored glasses and, and puts them on. You guys think he's gonna make it? Either that oh, yeah. or he's gonna light somebody on fire. He's he's probably fine, right? Yeah, no, the Valium he'll be fine. It's just gonna make him sleepy. He'll totally just sleep it off. He'll be fine in the morning. I mean, I'm sure it'll he'll probably be fine with the Yeah, it'll be fine. He okay. only took one hit, right? It'll be fine. One what? Okay. Um yeah, do you want to go home or do you want to come over to my place and i will kind of look at damien as i say that or like maybe it might be like eye contact in the review mirror since i'm in the back seat but so yeah i'll i'll join you yeah i mean i feel like i gotta feel like i gotta unwind after i just saw the guts being taken out of a raccoon fuck i mean that was pretty gross did you have anything other than whiskey like what? I mean, I'm partial to vodka. A little bit of cranberry in there. Christy, I'm going to murder you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got some vodka that somebody left after a steady night. That'll do. I I don't I don't know what juice is in my fridge, but we can check. I no worries. I'm super adaptable. Um 
Uh, Bryce, you you're coming. I've, okay, great. Um, yep. Let's. Um, yeah. If you, I'll just I'll just direct you, and I will just direct Damien to my apartment. It's still in, in still in Ivy's car. It's the only car we have, so I'm assuming yes. This makes Damien happy. <laughs> Gwen has an apartment in uh the shittiest part of West Oakland because the rent was cheap there. It's like it's like the weird like kind of basement unit of uh somebody's semi-converted Victorian. Noise. Y'all make it there just fine. Uh lights are dark upstairs, which this isn't too uncommon. It's, you know, nine o'clock on a Saturday. There's plenty of other people that are out on the street partying it up. But um yeah. You would have probably left campus around eight, so it's probably about nine thirty once you get back between, you know, big or like the rivalry game traffic and the strange power outage that caused a couple of detours here and there. There was Saturday night, people are heading to the bars. You probably encountered some traffic. Bridge was a nightmare like always, but yeah, it's probably about nine thirty, close to ten by the time you actually uh, get to your apartment. It's nice clear skies. It's a little warmer over here. Still still a frigid January evening, but uh Saturday night. Let's get your drink on. Let's decompress. There's some weird stuff going on. Well, I will turn as we're kind of driving through the neighborhood and be like, um, if we wanna if we wanna go to like a public place, there are a couple of bars but i i i don't that that don't card i mean but um i feel like my place might be more private yeah i feel like i've had my fill of people for the day um yeah okay um yeah just take a left up here and uh yeah and basically like we pull up to my place and it's one of those situations where like i go and i like go through like the weird kind of gate into the like tiny backyard and then there's like a back garage entry that leads into the the basement apartment and i will just kind of wave everybody in yeah you all kind of shuffle on in it's it's pretty well kept lots of stacks of notes are around i I assume you have uh some some plastic ware to be doled out to everyone and are able to make some things uh an assortment of mixers maybe some flat soda here and there that you're able to use uh, only juice is orange. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Gwen has like a lot of whiskey, a handful of other things that look like they were maybe brought by other people and then abandoned here after like studies or whatever. Um, and the food and stuff in the fridge is basically limited to like condiments, a handful of like l- bad looking leftovers and a giant jug of orange juice. So. Is it the kind of orange juice that has like that's like built up this hasn't been touched in a while so the sediment is like at a layer at the bottom or is this like fresh orange juice no it's more like you get the impression that like every couple of days she buys the gallon jug of orange juice and then she just like chugs straight out of it before she leaves the house to mm, commute okay. in for, i see for, yeah mm. nutrients yep it's Tasty. it's not i don't have time for breakfast so i'm gonna chug coffee and orange juice like a <laughs> boss Prepping for that med school life. That makes sense. Uh, But no, you're all able to kind of shuffle in, get passed around whatever bottle seems to find its way into your hand. Uh, Seems like, barring the cases, everything is on the table for what you want, mixer-wise, whatever 
condiments you may want. Uh-huh. Um, but no, you, you pass it around and it's just this little moment where you see that humanity's strong and the people around you can really help bolster. And it, it, it's, it's these little acts of kindness of just kind of checking in, taking care of these drink stops, this small resemblance of normalcy again settles your mind. Anyone who lost sanity can get a point of sanity back. Yay! Y'all get rewarded for these cute scenes where you can bond and chat with each other and give my vocal cords a small rest. You know what? Fuck you. You're gaslighting us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I told you I was gaslighting you. I told you exactly how you were gaslit. You just didn't roll high enough to find the source of the gaslighting. Only Don did. (laughs) <laughs> Don's freaking out all by themselves. I look. I we offered to let them try. come, but also I don't trust them. Was it? Was it? Was it the fiery eyes? Was it the handshake with the sheriff that really set you off? Was it? I don't know. The fact that their temperature is like ten degrees warmer than everyone else's. Yeah, all of the above, really, especially because I remember things that other people don't seem to be acknowledging. Hey, Nestor, regain one point of sanity before people forget to tell you. (laughs) More importantly, you have a quaint moment with the humans around you and you reflect on what it means to be human, the humanity and all of the kind things of these small acts of taking care of each other, offering drinks, passing around bottles. You realize that, you know, maybe you can get through this together. Oh yeah, there was a cute moment. And too, you regain but a point of sanity. Yeah, but most importantly, stats on stats. <laughs> I'm maxing, baby. Yeah, dude. My my power gamer is always silently screaming inside of my chest, so I, I, I want mean, you to have those points. The fun thing about Delta Green is it's literally impossible to power game. So you could try to power game, and the dice just, will still just ruthlessly cut you down. It's just suffering. That's all it is. Yeah, Glenn will just hand around various drinks and and cups or bottles if there's little enough left in the bottle she'll just hand the bottle straight to whoever asks for it she herself sits down with like a what looks like about a half bottle of whiskey and just starts pulling straight out of the bottle also finds a half smoked pack of cigarettes and just lights one up wait did we get the axe i don't have the axe out so i'm i'm gonna like did you leave it in the car or uh no it's on my belt Right. Well, it, it's not just the axe; it's the plaque. It's I mean, plaque. it, it oh, is covered in a sheet. Too. So, like, I mean, it's god, like two and a half feet by like three feet. Okay, I was envisioning a small for some reason, like a smaller, like little. No, plaque. it's it, it's probably like okay. twice okay. the size of my dice okay. tray. So, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. like three or four pieces of uh, binder paper, like stapled together. Okay, so then I will just it's, like show, like hold up the axe and show him. Yeah, we got it. Does the axe materialize or is it attached to the plaque? Uh, the axe is attached to the plaque like it is normally mounted. Uh, you do not remember the axe ever disappearing and coming yep, back correct. into it. Yep. Uh, it looks exactly like the axe that you set out to get. It looks way different than all the fakes that you saw throughout the night. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that all the fakes that we were given look so much different different than this axe but no this was guys this was a job well done like we should be proud of ourselves get the dub yeah yeah sure Mm -hmm. sure why are you acting so weird 
I think at this moment, Gwen looks down and realizes that her shirt is still actually, like, torn apart. It's, like, barely holding itself together. And she really quickly just suddenly, like, gets up and, like, ducks into the second room and comes back a minute later with a, a different t-shirt on. Oh, yeah. For sure. And, like, while you're changing, like, you also look and check and it just kind of looks like you scratched yourself a little too hard in one spot for a little too long. It just has, like, three small red lines. It doesn't have the the five, like, quarter-inch deep gashes that, like, stretched from your shoulder, like, just below one of your breasts. Yeah. No, yeah, she just straight up, like, like without saying anything, just, like, gets up, leaves, comes back with a different shirt on, um, has her torn shirt in hand, um, and just kind of, like, sits down, kind of just, like, glances at Damien. Bryce, what, what do you remember exactly? Okay, so we, we pulled up, there was a blackout at halftime that ruined the ruined the fucking distraction, which was kind of brilliant. Uh, we went down below the stand. We went down below uh, the, the tower. There was some chanting. We found four deranged students, and they were just ripping the guts up out of that poor little raccoon, and the axe was there, and oh, we stopped them. I was I was incredible. I Oh, God, I felt like I was back on the starting team again, but uh, but yeah, we, we went and we called the campus police, Students got taken. We were able to grab grab the axe back in the rusty truck, and uh, yeah, we're here. We can and that's go team. That's it. Well, I mean, besides all, besides all of the stuff, all of the lights that happened after after the med tent, that was kind of fucking weird. I'm really glad that we're not there anymore. But but yeah. Hey Ivy. Mm-hmm. Where'd you get that pistol? Um, I think it was inside the cardinal. The cardinal, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, what, yeah. what was the cardinal? Uh, super gross. I mean, um, I mean, you remember that big red tree? It had like that metallic bark stuff. And then we were in there and that's where we found Dawn and something about burning it down i think uh yeah and then we got back and then we um that that was when everybody got arrested and they were taken off and um we got the axe huh okay yeah um yeah i think that was it okay um when did we meet um sheriff greer when he showed up to arrest all the guys that were messing with the raccoon, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um. How did we know how to find the folks under the under the tower? Damien, you you remember right how we how we got there? So, Ivy, Bryce, um, how did we how did we know to go under the tower? tower. You all remember it. It was. I mean, you heard the chanting when you were looking for the axe. You went down there. You found the axe, the chanting, and the weird students hurting the animal. Yeah. Yeah. We were just, we were looking for the axe and then everybody was there messing with the animal. And then we got the axe. Yeah, we, it was fine. We decided yeah. that we weren't going to go and then I was kind of pissed about it. And then we decided we were going to turn around and actually go check out the Channing and that's when we found the axe underneath. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. And Gwen just takes like, like, 
a huge slug of the whiskey and then offers her bottle to Damien. Damien kind of looks at her and is like, do you have like some water? Yeah, totally. Um, Yeah, give me one second and she will get up and fill a glass with water. Bring it back for him. Are we and then he'll not slam the whole cup of water? Are we is not partying? Problem? problem might not be the exact word I would use. But um, Bryce, you for sure know if you want to go to like the frat row and like parade this axe around, there will be an immediate party in your honor. That's what you set out for. I like, oh, yeah, you know where the football people are partying tonight if you want mm. to go bring them the axe. Just to specify, because this is next week is the actual big game, the big football uh, game, right? Big game happened three months ago. You lost it and Stanford took the axe. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was upcoming or if it had no, just no. passed. Thank uh, you. Th th this was everyone going into winter break felt really bad about losing the axe. That's when the plan started, getting there back from winter break. Plan was developed. You guys were brought in around that time, and it was executed January 28th. Great, thank you. I Yep, I remembered that there was a timeline of events, but I couldn't remember the exact timeline. Yeah, big game is back in November. Yep, yep, yep. Cool. Yeah, no, uh, Gwen is just going to spend most of most of this conversation kind of just like looking at Damien, not necessarily expecting an answer or anything, but just kind of trying to reassure herself that she's not losing her shit. Yeah, Damien, you're like, fuck, I really want to just like open up to. To them about everything that happened and just say, like, how can you forget this? We like killed two guys, three guys, four guys. We, you know, Fought uh, these you guys, monsters or things. Thank you very much. Minimum uh, four people. Yeah, we killed four, four, four human-like creatures. Yeah, hu four humanoids. If you didn't kill anybody, <laughs> yet, yet. Right. Yeah, 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 you didn't even see those four people die. No, you, no I have you, no you idea what that's them. about. Nope. I mean, don't worry. You, you she will no be idea. lighting something on fire. Yeah, you, you you remember the big tree. You remember the big yellow ripply thing. You remember then saving, trying to save an animal and the weird vine place, which coexist in your mind at exactly the same time. It's fine. Nothing's weird about that. Nope. I don't remember any of this. I don't know how to prove it to you except to take you back. Back? Back? Yeah, like back to campus. We have to find Sheriff Agent Greer and and get him to undo this. This isn't right. I don't. I don't. Uh, small point of note, because I never told you when this happened. Your radio finally came back on once you crossed the bridge. Thank mm. you. Okay. Yikes. That's that's big. Great, but okay. Yeah, Gwen will look at Damien and just be like, I, "Do we even know if if?" Agent Greer is still around. He seemed pretty. Um, that whole situation seemed bad. I mean, I'd love for him to still be around to be able to explain this to us, but I don't. He was pretty you, insistent that we leave. You do all have a business card from him. Gwen will go over to her landline and immediately dial that number as she finishes that thought. You get about seven rings in. And then a pickup. Hello, this is Becky, operator here. How may I forward your call? Hello, Becky. This is Gwen Stevens. Hello, Gwen Stevens. It's nice to hear from you. How may I direct your call? Yes, Um, we're trying to get a hold of 
Greer? Greer, Greer, let me check the catalog. You can hear, like, papers just flipping back and forth and flipping back and forth. Ah, is this Sheriff Greer that you are uh, in inquiring about this fine evening? Yes. Oh, great. It seems like his office hours have ended for this evening. I would be happy to uh, take a message and relay it to him and get it to his office as first thing in the morning. I appreciate that. If you could let Sheriff Greer know that we have some concerns about the events that occurred last night at Stanford and need some... Last night on Friday the 27th? I'm not aware of any incident happening last night I... on Friday the 20th. Are you... Um, I'm sorry. What? Um, If you could just please let him know that uh, Gwen Stevens and uh, Damien... I will look at you for your last name because I realize we may not yes. know. Damien Reyes um, have some concerns about an incident for which he took our reports and we would love for him to check in with us. He can call me back at this number and I will rattle off my landline number because this is Excellent. 1978. Yep. We don't have uh -huh. cell phones. Uh -huh. um, I would very much appreciate that. I should be, or someone will be here to take his call, hopefully all night um, and into the Right, morning. okay. Um, he, he, his office hours are from 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., and you should expect a call between those hours sometime between tomorrow and the next two business weeks. I very much appreciate that. If you could just relay that message, thank you so much. And um, Oh, absolutely there, hon. Yeah, um, also, if you could tell him that, uh, uh, just when you leave the message, if you could just tell him that we think... The uh, Cardinal did some damage to our friends. He will know what that means. And... Please expect to call back in 10 minutes and Thank then just you. hangs up the phone. What was that? Got the secretary. We should be getting a call okay. within 10 minutes. Would you like more whiskey or more water? I'll have some water. Okay. Why are we not taking this axe down and handing it in? We could be fucking heroes right now. We don't need to be heroes when we're already gods. Goes uh, to get water. <laughs> that doesn't really work very well if nobody knows. Damien picks up the axe, grabs um, uh, Bryce's good arm, and like just puts the handle there in his in his hand to see if he feels anything. Uh, sorry, mm. one more time. Damien, like, takes the axe, like, grabs it closer to the blade side, like, literally grabs Bryce's good wrist and just places it right <laughs> in to his hand to see if he feels, like, any of the power or juice or anything. It's been gooped. Nah, feels, feels like a... Yeah, it, it seems to have, like, some sort of oil on it that's, like, protecting it or keeping it from rusting, but other than that, like, it's just an axe head on Bryce grabs the axe, holds it. We should turn this in. Damien snatches it back. Like, man, you don't get it. There is something wrong with this thing. I, it feels fine to me. Like, something wrong with you, dude. Like, you haven't been right since we came back. Gwen walks in, hands Damien the water. It's not right, and we're not turning it in. What's not right about it? What? Suddenly, you've got like a moral backbone about this. 
You agree to take part in the heist. Yeah. I agree to steal an axe. This is Which is what we did. This is It's not just an axe. Then <laughs> what, what is it? Mean? Okay, so you know how you made a bunch of fake axes that were kind of like the axe but weren't actually just an axe because they were fake? Yeah. They're called okay. props. Right. So think of this like if instead of using a fake sword in a cinema scene, you used a real one instead and you hurt somebody. Does that make sense? No, because that's really the axe. We know that. Yeah, it's like a real axe, but like, it's just going to go in a trophy case. No, it's not. Do you... Looks at Damien for the should I continue or should I give this up? No, and he just gestures like, gone. So when we scouted the case, do you remember how the axe kept disappearing and reappearing at all? No, why the fuck would it do that? Okay, great. That's <laughs> it's an it's an axe. That's all I needed to know. Uh, Bryce, what is? Do, you don't know what they're talking about, right? No, you see that the axe is like that there was some like trap door in the case and the axe was like going through the trap door. Is that what the fuck you're talking about? Almost. Have you ever seen Star Trek? This should be good. Yeah, no, it's... it's... What about it? Okay, so you know how in Star Trek they have this technology that makes things sort of phase in and out of existence, like the transporter and stuff, where where they disappear and reappear in other places? This axe is like that, where it disappeared and then it reappeared when? somewhere else. Oh, sweetie. That was on television. It's not real. That technology doesn't exist, babe. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I learned about this technology from you about four hours ago and you were fully convinced that this might be real. <laughs> okay. What? Okay, oh. everybody, let's just take it easy. I'm, I'm easy. And, Another slug and of whiskey. Gwen, can we just... Can we stay here tonight? And and we'll all get in Ivy's car tomorrow. We'll drive down to Stanford, and we'll see what we can find. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I've got... Um, there's the two shitty couches that we're sitting on, and I've got a double bed in the other room if... If anybody wants to, like, get sleepover with it, I don't give a fuck. So, yeah, everybody can stay here. Can you make it disappear right now? That's not... That's not how it works. How it works. We don't know how it works. This is such bullshit. We can't, we can't, we don't, we don't know how it works. (laughs) I mean... Look, give me some lights and a couple mirrors and I can make it disappear. Look, I'm going to teach you guys what Pepper's ghost is, okay? Do you have any mirrors around? I'm going to need, like, to set up some stuff, but, like, we can totally make this work. Yeah, there's... Sure, go to town. Um, You can take the one off of my bedroom door down and um, I don't... Have, I've got my headlamp and I assume you didn't lose my flashlight while no. we were running around. So, yeah, there you go. Lights and a mirror. Go to town. 
Ivy goes and starts setting up. Like she grabs some mirrors yeah. and like cloth and stuff. And <laughs> as she's going about this, she's explaining Pepper's ghost. And she's like, have you guys ever been to Disneyland? No, I'm what you would call white trash. We don't have money for that. Uh, you're about halfway through this setup when the phone begins to ring. Gwen immediately grabs it. Hello? Uh, hi there, Ray. I just wanted to call and follow up. I hear you had a incident there with a uh, Sheriff Greer. Is that right? Um, something like that. Um, uh, wh he... wh where was the last place that you uh made uh, communications with a uh, Sheriff Greer? I am gonna look at Damien, and then I am going to take my long cord of my landline, and I'm gonna duck into the bedroom <laughs> side of this apartment and, like, mostly close the door. Sure thing. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, we had contact with Sheriff Greer on the Stanford campus. He assisted us with, uh, an event that occurred, and then we had secondary contact with him on an abandoned lot, uh, about... Two, two miles out? Two blocks. Two blocks, sorry. Two blocks out, um, where he said that there was a medical tent to assist us. Okie dokie there. So um, you, you were calling about the incident about getting those deranged students, uh, talkie, uh, who uh, attacked that animal. Uh, or are you calling about the other incident? The other incident. Ah, excellent. Um... What would you like to happen next, miss? I just have some concerns. Apparently, some of us who were present for the other incident recall what happened, and the rest do not. And I think that is that actually is a, an error. No, uh, the only error is that you remember. Uh, this is more of a safety protocol, but also a, a, a type of screening. Uh, we actually only identified one of the five of you strong enough to uh, resist the entire procedure. We thought it might take, but this phone call uh, shows us that maybe more of you did have the willpower that we require. Uh, would you be interested in a job post your college career? To be perfectly frank, I'd be interested in a job now. I have a very long college career ahead of me. I believe you already have a check in your pocket for $40,000, which should cover the next eight years of your collegiate experience. That is I still will... a valid check. I will go to my flannel shirt that I threw on the bed when I changed and see if the check is still there. It is there. It is not ripped. But like, yeah. Oh, like just went underneath that pocket that it was in. It is good to go. Not even a drop of blood on it. A little wrinkled. Oh dear. But is a legit check with your full name on it. The memo just says for school and the bottom right corner has a bunch of like angular symbols. So it looks like a lot of Tetris pieces with square dots in between. All right, look. Look, we need you to learn more about the natural world before we induct you into potentially taking up part of keeping that world safe. If that is a calling that speaks to you, we'd, we'd like to welcome you aboard upon your graduation. It'll show that you have the mental fortitude to at least hammer down on a task, for this isn't a job that you quit. Right, I'm in. 
Great. I'm in whenever you'll take me. In the meantime, two of our group don't seem to recall anything about what happened. And I think at least one of them may know things that they don't know they know. And that worries me. I'd be happy to have a conversation with the one who does remember as far as the other two go. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't pass our screening process. It, so it, it, it would be best to mimic the story that has been provided for all of you, for that is what will be in the papers at 6 a.m. tomorrow. And uh, you'll all be heralded as local heroes for stopping them. If you would like to parade the axe around campus, or if you'd like to throw it in the ocean, it matters not to us. What does the axe do? Be straight. I'm not going to tell anyone. What does the axe do? What is it? Because I touched that thing and I felt more power than I've ever felt before. I believe the paste was applied and it was given the uh, hour or two that it needed to set in. At this point, that axe will do nothing. Great. This is my landline number. I have an answering machine. You can contact me here anytime you want. I... I'd like to speak to the other gentleman who remembers. If you don't mind. Let me see if he's willing to take your call. Hold, please. Set the phone down on the bed. Pop back out of the bedroom side. Uh, Damien? That was a call back from the sheriff's office. They'd like to speak to you, would you be willing to take that call, or shall I tell them that you're unavailable? Sure. And uh, Damien will walk very hesitantly to the phone and like, hello? Uh, yes, hello, sir. Uh, I believe there is a incident revolving around uh, the Stanford escapades this evening that uh, you'd like some more information about. Yeah, yeah, what the... F fuck happened to my friends your your friends didn't pass our screening process but uh you did with a, an assortment of results I, i'd like to offer you a job upon your graduation a screening process for what look i i i'm i'm just here to learn about computers and and that will be a very skill that we will need in the future and we will pay handsomely for it uh starting salary is usually around six figures uh, it, it works more like a National Reserve type thing, so you can have other employment if, if you so desire. But what I'm interested in is um, you are learning... You government? We are an agency of sorts. But what, what I just need from you is an, an assurance that you want to make sure that the things that you may have experienced don't happen to other people. And, and maybe you just I don't, don't want them to happen to you, and we can also help you with that. I don't want other people to lose their memory. It's it's for their benefit. There are things that, you know, some people just shouldn't know and don't have the mental fortitude to comprehend. If there's many, many things in this world that are worth not knowing, and, uh, it seems that your friends didn't have the mental fortitude to hang on to those memories, and so they're not strong enough to carry that burden with them the rest of their lives, so we did remove it. You'd like to continue on your way? But you're saying that I'm... I am good enough. 
I'm saying you're at a crossroads. If you want to be like your friends, forget all this happened, be heralded as a hero in tomorrow's paper, you can. We can make sure this is all behind you. But uh, what I'd really like to hear is the other road, less traveled, where you help us make sure that this doesn't really happen to anyone else down the road. That uh, once you graduate, you're lined up with a job and you'll be the type of person that can go above and beyond of that of a normal person for the sake of every person. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll help you. That's good to hear. Uh, I think the next step is the hero story about, you know, hurting the animals and stopping it. Stick with that one. You'll all be heroes. You're young. Enjoy these times while you can. And uh, live it up. Do whatever you want with the axe. That axe there, that that particular one's pretty much useless now. Um, just a trophy. will make you real popular. Make your days here a lot easier. So do what you want with it. Throw it in the ocean. Do whatever you like with it. How do I find you after I'm done here? Oh, we'll, we'll be in touch. Uh, tell you what. I'll attend your graduation personally. How's that sound? Okay, and who should I leave the invite for? <laughs> uh, don't worry about that. Once you're a part of our group, you'll you'll have access to pretty much wherever you want to go. I look forward to shaking your hand. Likewise. If that's uh, all you'll need, I, I think I'm done here. It's uh, nice to have you aboard. Yeah. Just make sure to yeah. graduate, and you'll uh, you'll be set. Okay. What about the, is anything going to come after us? The lights and, and, and lasers and and and. Uh, we have a mobilization kit uh, taking care of that now. If I were you, I'd just stay off the peninsula for the next uh, seventy-two hours. Okay. Okay. Th th thank, 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 thanks. 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 Thanks for talking with me. I guess. You have a good night. Rest up. You're gonna need it. Click. <laughs> that was a weird phone call. <laughs> um, the other two people who didn't get to talk on the phone. Can I get an alertness roll from you? <laughs> Love to. Cool. Yeah, you definitely heard uh, both of their conversations of it, of like asking these questions and the vagueness with which they talk. I mean, there's nothing like real juicy, but after this phone call, they both come out and they stop talking about all the weird stuff and just start talking about, you know, how y'all are heroes and that you can do whatever you want with the trophy now. But they're both a little tired. Something about a work call. Uh, and uh, Christy, I don't think I heard what, I, uh, what you got. Oh, she failed. Your alertness. Yeah, she got a cool, 78 cool. on a 42. Yeah, you, 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 you are. Yeah. She's as focused soon as on the her back vodka. Room, like, All right, I have it set. I have it oh, set. Yeah, yeah, I'm a no. little buzzed. I'm going to show y'all an illusion. Like, and that, like, it's the most janky. Like, you can totally see her behind all of the setup that she's already made up. And she's like, and then you just move the object here, and nobody in the audience can see what's going on. It's totally something that's been used in, like, museums and tons of, like, 
oh. park rides and things like yeah, that. No, I totally, yeah, I, yep, I see how that would absolutely, absolutely work. Another pull of vod or whiskey, uh, another pull of whiskey. <laughs> um, yep, no, that's, yep, that makes perfect sense to me. Look, I mean, I don't know if that's what's happening, but it was like the perfect setup being in a glass case and everything. Oh, like you yeah, could bounce no, light off of everything. No, with those, with those, with those external lights and the glass, you could absolutely exactly. set up something like that. That makes perfect sense to me. Um, hey, Damien, um, you're, are you staying over too? Since we've all been drinking a lot and probably none of us should be driving. I'm going to go home. Okay. I haven't had a single drink. You've only had water. That is correct. That tracks. I'm going to... Uh, I'm gonna go then, home. Do you live close enough, or are you stealing my car? And <laughs> bye. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna grab the Bart. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah, you, yeah, you are. Oh yeah, 1972, baby. <laughs> or did you just look up when the Bart existed? Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely. In fact, exactly the same cars that you see today. Yep. They're yeah, just that's clean. not a fun fact. That's they not don't smell. <laughs> I definitely based my apartment on a variant of where I used to live. Yeah. And yes, we are 10 minutes walk from the BART station. And the uh, next stop would Bart get you to, to the city? Yeah. No, I'm going to BART back to campus. Uh, yeah, it's at South Berkeley. West, yeah, uh, West you Oakland can BART around that area. And, yeah. Yeah. In this uh, case, I will yeah. confirm who lives on campus, who doesn't. We already know one answer. Cool, cool. Uh, I'm on campus. I'm on campus. I don't. I don't remember if the sororities actually have houses at Berkeley, but if we'll just say there's we a DG house and she lives there, and it, yeah. if it's either it's either slightly on campus or slightly off campus. I think it's all the uh, sororities are on campus, and all the frats are not allowed to do anything. <laughs> If I remember correctly, that is correct. All the sororities are on campus and there are technically <laughs> Berkeley frat houses, but they are all slightly off campus, but within walking distance. Yeah. Can confirm. Cool. 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 Yeah. So you're technically on campus as well. Yeah. And I will set the ax down in front of Bryce and I will look at him and I'll say, you should take this to frat row. And have yourself a party. And I immediately, I say, I immediately grab it, and I then I look at him. Kind of a weird sheriff's call to talk about animal control. You know what? What the fuck, man? I agree. It was a weird call. Do you want to go get drunk or not? Yeah, no, no. I, I definitely, definitely want to get drunk. I definitely want like getting back on the football team is top priority. But why? You. You were talking on the phone like that shit actually happened. Yep, and now I'm giving you a magical axe to go and just show off to your buddies and drink. I thought this would feel better than it does. No, it's great. You'll be a hero. Take it. We'll be heroes, but you'll just be the leading hero. That one. What the fuck are you guys... What are you guys doing to me? What do you mean? You this is what you wanted, right? You wanted to... Show off the axe to everyone. Get back in good graces with the football team. You're right. I we were we were worried about it, and now we're not. You were right the whole time. We shouldn't have been so paranoid. You guys spent all night being scared, telling us to not get the axe, keeping it, keeping the axe safe, saying that it's magical, and now after you each have a phone call, it's 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 just a well, fucking it's wood piece and metal. of wood. 
Technically. I don't really think that's the point he's making. What was that phone call all about? Cool, that's not a creepy dead silence at all. I I don't know what you want me to say. It was a work call. For the both of you? Yeah. Little Miss Premed and Mr. Computer Science? Yeah, you think we don't both it's work like for the same off-campus contractor who calls us at whatever the fuck time of night because they want us to come in first thing in the morning on our off day? Yeah, it's totally, totally that. Um, yeah, I want to see, like, this is, bullshit, if I can, right, is Ivy? there a role? Can I smell the horse shit or not? I, <laughs> I'm not a big fan <laughs> of rolling off against each other, but also sure, that's fine. I'll take the it. The scenario is like, yeah, that's bullshit. I yeah. just heard how Alondra just voiced all of that. Yeah. Make your no. own judgments, y'all. I, I. Normally, I'm also not a fan of players against like, players. I will accept a like persuade against a human or something in this particular case because I definitely bullshitted all of that. Yeah, if if, if you guys just want to do a heads up roll, you totally can. But also, if you lose this roll, it doesn't need to change your mind about it. Like, yeah, no, no, I just I'll, won't go for it if I lose. But like, since I know Christy and I will still be friends out of character. Yeah. I will accept this in character. Yeah. <laughs> I still what does that say stuff? about our friendship? That I'm hurt. Rolls determine all of our interactions. <laughs> I, yeah, you get to choose who's on this call. I don't know why you're worried. Zep, I once played a board game with you, and we were upset with each other for like four days. Okay. No, I'm actually oh. still upset with you about what Fair happened enough. then. But but That's I've fine. siloed that oh, no, until next time we play Set Loose, okay? Wow. I just play friendships go to die. No. Look, I've watched Zepp and Nestor play uh, Team Stream Sundays for like a year now. Nothing can They're destroy friendship. Yeah. It's fine. Everything is fine. I rolled an 11. Which is a critical success. Which is a critical uh, what are, are we humanting? Watching Alondra and what I are we doing here? Um, uh -huh. Yeah, okay. Uh, what am I humanting? You're not a I'm part of this zep. Whatever. I have a thirty in humans, and I rolled a critical <laughs> success on a success on human. Cool. I rolled an alt one on a forty in persuade. Dope. Which is also a critical <laughs> success. We're not friends anymore. Here's the thing about critical successes. Love you. Miss you. Bye. Whoever has the higher critical <laughs> success beats it so the 11 beats a one yeah but my god that is the closest rolls it could have been that unless one of you so got a 22 tight. and the other one got a 33 yeah. uh, <laughs> i also am aware that i fully bullshitted that so i am absolutely willing to take a fail yeah you earned i mean the fail <laughs> thank you i think uh with ivy's uh, uh hollywood acumen she she can just feel when someone is pulling it out of their butt yeah. Um, who do you work for exactly? The both of you? I work for my dad. He's got a commercial electrician's business based out of Turlock. Hey, hey, stop. Yeah? Union. What's her dad's name? Jim. But to be fair, you're asking me that because she said she works for her dad, and I didn't say that I worked for her dad. But you both said, but she said that you worked 
at Electric the same worth, like, work with a lot of contractors. Contractor. Who's the contract with? Damien. Okay. <clears throat> Damien sits down. Why are you Look, lying to us all of a sudden? Don't make this something it's not. I I boost cars to help me pay for my tuition. And Gwen helps me find marks. Rich people and Oakland Hills and and all over San Francisco who aren't going to go missing their cars. We both get paid out and then it goes to our school. It's the only way we can afford to do this. Yeah, what did you think we meant by scholarship? <laughs> you think it's easy for me to come from come from from Los Angeles and watch your little life in Sherman Oaks all perfect? You think it's easy to be the transfer student and then come up to Cal to the same school without you even knowing that we went to high school together? <laughs> what? How am I, have I the bad afford, guy here? I have to afford to pay for this fucking school so that I don't ever have to steal another car again, and here I am. If it's that important for you to know, now you know. And if you're going to tell the police, well, then I guess that's up to you. Uh, Ivy pulls the check out of her back pocket. You still need to be boost cars even with this? Well, this changed today, didn't it? That call the guy who calls us happened. The guy who calls us to boost cars to meet our numbers didn't know that this happened today, did he? No. But what does well, boosting cars have to do with the axe? Two of the cars in the lot at the football game were Mark's. We told them we were part of the team that was trying to steal the axe and that we would look for marks there if they had any for us. So you're running a con within the con. And now, yeah. if it came to the worst, you'd be an accessory. Cool. Thanks for that. <laughs> look, Damon, whatever. Like, takes a big lean back in the couch and is just like, look, you have your money, I have mine. I don't want to have to sit in here longer than I have to with you. Not a problem. I think I'm done here. Bryce, you want to go back to campus? Yeah, but I I just question though, how does you boosting cars and that's that's kind of ethical quandary, but how does you boosting cars have to deal with the fact that apparently there's two sets of events that happened today? What do you mean? According to the phone. You guys talked about the events that went in the paper and you said no. I mean the other events. Yeah, because we didn't tell you. You said that that we were looking for cars to steal. But Obviously, you didn't steal any cars. Didn't... Yeah, because there was a fucking power blackout and we didn't have a chance. Yeah. Then, what would go in the paper? There's us the story stealing about the us and the raccoon. Yeah, the story about us and the raccoon. You really think the raccoon is going to make the paper? I yes. guess we'll find out. But then, what happened to the axe being it's all magical? A distraction, man. It's all a distraction, man. Why does this not exist anymore? What do you want? It's, it didn't seem like just a distraction before that fucking Thank phone call. God. Ivy, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a back and forth. It's a maddening thing. You all felt like such a tight-knit crew merely 20, 30 minutes ago with some shared life experience. <laughs> This is Everyone definitely not the result insanity that points. you all are. I shared my booze with you. Yeah, yeah. You no, underage, no. privileged bitches. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Oh my god. Oh, so, please! So me, we will have Bryce and Ivy get into Ivy's car and they're going to head back to campus. Uh, with the axe, yes. Damien, you heading with the axe. You hanging out. I'm going to hang out. Hang out for a bit. Great. You're already home there. The two of you in the car have the axe in the back seat. You're making your way back to campus just fine. Uh, there is plenty of places you can go and kind of tote off this axe. It, there is something about it all that really doesn't feel right. Um, and on your way to campus, you can kind of just see just a strung out almost like with a zombie walk, Dawn just kind of like no Dawn. It a couple of blocks <laughs> off campus, just strumming along, sweeping his head back. He like waves at you as you go by, seems to be heading wherever Dawn needs to be heading and you can see your very distinguishable car and just kind of gives a, a fun little wave. You're welcome to stop. You're welcome to pass along, but there is a Dawn walking home with one shoe in a very sweaty tank top in the middle of January. Ivy's peeved, so she probably does not notice unless Bryce brings it to her attention and like makes her stop. Uh, before Bryce brings it to your attention, before he really does anything, you do hear a, oh, look, it's Ivy in her car. It's a nice car. Just kind of rattle around in your brain. Uh, Bryce, what did you want to do? You didn't hear any of that. <laughs> oh, if... I'd say, yeah, if if I, I I wouldn't do anything until we were like past Dawn, it would kind of just be like a stare mm -hmm. at Dawn for probably like five, ten seconds as we're driving by and then be like, was that Dawn? After Dawn is like, you know, a quarter mile behind us. Wait, huh? I, Ivy, was that Dawn? What? What about Dawn? Is, is she going to be okay? Know. Does she hear any more Dawn in her head? No, it, it, it's just kind of like a Doppler effect. You get like okay. one or two sentences as you go by. Bryce stares past Dawn, asks you this. You're maybe like a block or two away. You're at a red light now, just waiting. You're maybe two blocks away from campus now. Um, She thinks it before she says it. Did Dawn need actual medical attention? A haphazard thought that might go into the ether yeah no 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 thoughts come bouncing back at you but also from the memories you have of dawn they had no sort of actual physical ailment on them of any kind or yeah i mean she she gave him the dergs for his uh mental state mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. i feel like she would Helped be aware yeah yeah no okay, just, just well, seemed stressed out had, had like a little panics kept slapping your car which you did not like no, we'll slap the babe. Uh, where on campus would you like to head to with this axe? I mean, shit, you could just walk it straight into your sorority and a party will start there. Um, sorry, what time was it about right now? Uh, now it's probably about 10, 15, 10, 30 Saturday night. There's definitely a frat having a party and Ivy would totally know which one is popping off right now. For sure. Uh, yeah, you're able to pull on up to there. Uh, the other two of you uh, hanging back at Gwen's place. What do you want to chill about? What do you want to talk about? You just going to crash here? No, I don't. I don't think I have any intention of staying. Um, but I am going to look at her and just and just say, like, we're going to have to get that story straight. Because it's got to last us a really long time. Yeah, agreed. And then 
we also need a really good alibi. I mean, my car broke down in Stanford and you picked me up. We were both there for the game. You drove me home, right? Right after the power outage. Technically, none of it's a lie. Well, the boosting cars bit sort of is. Doesn't have to be. Tonight there's gonna be a carjacking. Gwen turning to a life of crime to make friends. Immediately. I'm gonna be honest with you, Gwen. I've already done that. I don't want to do it anymore. I'd rather lie about being a criminal than being a criminal. That's fine, too. I Look, I, um, I don't fully know what happened tonight. I don't know if I fully want to know what happened tonight, but I, um, I'm pretty sure I nearly died. And then somehow miraculously didn't. And, uh, you tell me what story you want. I'll back it 100%. If I can help create cover for that story, I'll make a phone call or two. I, I don't, I, I don't know. I think we just need to get some rest and we can decide on what to do tomorrow. Okay. Um I don't I don't want this to get weird. Um if you want to crash on the couch, that's totally cool. Or I think Bart's running for another like twenty minutes. So um just yeah, just let me know. <laughs> yeah, Damien like hundred percent closes his eyes and passes out. <laughs> like not yeah, intending sure. to. He's just kinda like he's like Gwen just like goes over to one of the couches, like grabs a quilt, kinda like halfway throws it over him, uh, leaves a cup of water next to him, and then just goes to the bedroom and shuts the door. You've shut the door, you've put him to bed about fifteen minutes later, your phone rings again. Get up, run out into the front room before it wakes him up, hopefully, and grab it. Hello? Yeah, hi. No, this is, uh, yeah, this is, uh, uh, Nikki. Uh, so I had a great conversation here with, uh, Don. Uh, where the fuck's the axe? Hey, Nikki, how'd you get my number? Oh, you know, school directory, you actually have it listed. It's fine. Uh, where's the axe? We didn't get the axe. I don't know what you're talking about. See, I just had a conversation with Don who confirmed that you had the axe. Correction, that Damien had the axe, but he didn't pick up at his place. So... Well, that's because Damien's at my place right now, so he would pick up at his place. And also, um, did you note the fact that Don is very much out of their mind on Valium right now? Yeah, because I did I clock that. Did. But okay, uh, Don also has told me lots of very truthful things and uh, seems incapable of lying. What kind of truthful things are those? Because we've had a lot of conversation about truth and lies at my place in the last, oh, I don't know, four hours. He keeps crying about missing his clarinet and that at multiple times he's used his clarinet to masturbate three different ways. It's more information I want to know. I don't think this is something someone makes up about. So whatever you fucking gave him is also acting as a truth serum for this person who I think has never even had cough syrup before. Either way, where the fuck is the axe? Why are you so concerned about where the axe is? I... That is exactly what I set out for tonight. And I'm not a fucking quitter. Where is the axe, you stupid fucking sophomore? 
right, look, you bitch. I've got more life experience than any of the rest of you. And I'm not gonna listen to you call me names. You tell me why you want the fucking axe so bad. Is this just some school pride bullshit? Because I don't give a crap anymore. Yeah, you clearly don't have it. You a bitch. Don't you ever fucking talk to me again? And by the way, your partial uh, little scholarship that you have for track, uh, don't bother coming to practice. Yeah. And hangs up the phone on you. Yeah, just slams the phone down. Yeah. It's an angry phone <laughs> slam. I'm so excited yeah, for you can do that. Episode, um, I will look over and see if Damien woke up during that exchange. <laughs> Damien, you want to be awake for this? Nah. Just rolls over by the time you uh, hang, hang, angry hang up the phone. Okay. <laughs> Damien uh, sleeps like Nestor sleeps. Ah, cool. Like a brick fucking wall. Bless. <laughs> Absolutely. This might be a luck roll. This might be... I, I don't... This might be a search roll. I don't know. I want to see if I have a phone number for either Ivy or Bryce. Or Dawn, actually, at this point. Based on you thinking that Nikki wouldn't have your number, I would say you probably wouldn't have anyone else's number. Right. That's my assumption. I'm. Yeah. I'm assuming that... I'm assuming she's lying about having a directory because I don't think Gwen would have allowed her number to go into a directory unless she had to. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, in that case, I'm just gonna... Honestly, I'm just gonna write a note. I'm gonna write a note that says, Nikki called, she knows about the axe, I think we're fucked, and I'm gonna put it next to the glass of water that I left for Damien, and I'm gonna go back into the bedroom. Cool, cool, cool. You two go to sleep. The other two partying it up on the frat row. Mm, 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 mm. No. <laughs> nah, you we have. Can't stop, no, we we ain't going stop. to sleep. Hells yeah. I'm, Y'all are having I'm getting rage the drunk. time of rage your drunk. life. You are definitely picked up and like crowd surfed with the axe. And everyone's just chanting, axe, axe, we got the axe, 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 we got the axe. And, and they're just having a fucking field day. Like people are starting to make like weird paper mache, like Stanford paraphernalia. And they're like just hitting it like with the placard. Like they're just doing dumb shit someone busts out like a polaroid camera you guys are having drinks passed around you have all the cuties coming up to you trying to flirt with you like definitely heroes of the hour names are chanted throughout the night and you party off into the wee hours it's it's a grand old time um rice you just got done with the sweet ass kegger that essentially became in your honor where do you think you fell asleep I I probably like fell I probably fell asleep. <laughs> there are like so many options. Maybe it's um, good, maybe it's bad. Because <laughs> there's so many great places to fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that I I really want to say that Bryce was like doing so good and his goal was to like get back with like the starting Oh, they're like, there. Yeah. like linemen of the football team. So I think that he probably tried to like to like go back and like after party with them and is probably like on like asleep on somebody's floor oh, sure after thing. a successful night of revelry in his honor. And I would like to say that he 100%. was he's, 
He's yeah, back, you were definitely back, back in their in good, good graces. graces. You um, basically end up crashing in one of the dorm rooms that has like the quarterback, the long snapper, and like one of the running backs. Um, and you end up crashing on their floor. It's a grand old time. It was a blast. Uh, midway through the evening, you also realize you're like, I'm not sure if it's the alcohol or what. Your shoulder feels amazing. Like, three or four drinks in you whipped your sling off and we're like toting it around at some point you turned your sling into like a satchel for the axe oh, oh um, yeah and, and yeah you, you're That's just so having good. a grand old time um carried it like a uh, baby Edie, um yeah you, you're, you're the queen of the palace right now where would you end up but back at your sorority do you want to just like go on a thinder wake up in a bush um no ivy doesn't do bushes yeah no um, elegant and refined trees yeah. or nothing um yeah yeah exactly um, there. uh no i mean i think she definitely makes the rounds at the party um and she uh probably nabs something uh puffy off of somebody and like She's going to drive herself home. I, I assume I'm probably not too far from home at this point anyway, but um, she's going to go ahead and head back to the sorority house after having like a drink or whatever at the party um, and head up to her room uh, where she's going to finish that uh, little Siggy buddy. She's, she's popped. Um, sure. She, she's going to try something though, since she does have a like recollection of something oh, in yeah. the back of her brain. Definitely. Um, so she pulls out just a normal cigarette and um, is looking at it and kind of just like grabs one of her sewing needles and like pricks her finger and uh, recites those 15 syllables like really quiet to herself, like looking at the end of her cigarette and then just kind of like touches the end of the cigarette with her little... Uh, her little droplet on her finger. A little droplet on your finger gets transferred over to the tip of the cigarette, and then just a red like vapor starts to come off of it, and then that red vapor forms, drops back down, and there is now just a small, like maybe like quarter inch tall, almost like I don't know, cat-like shape that is just uh, made of fire and it's just kind of like running around on the tip of your cigarette and your cigarette very quickly burns down in the process of about like five seconds with just nothing but like vapor and the tobacco and it gets down to your fingers, doesn't burn uh -huh. you and disappears. <laughs> like the entire time it kind of just <laughs> looked like a, almost like a squirrel, like running down a tree. Or, uh -huh. or a beaver running down a tree while eating the tree. So, yeah, so, okay. so, some some sort of like Comprende. head, body, wispy flame things going down and devouring your cigarette until there's nothing left in your fingers. And then it just poofs away and you can kind of just rub in between your fingers. It just feels warm. Good shit. She's going to go ahead and grab another cigarette and light it normally and <laughs> contemplate this in her room cool 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 yeah you 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 enjoy your cigarette eventually kind of like wind down go to sleep and it, it's a, a strange night for all of you mainly because a bunch of weird shit's about to happen mm -hmm. uh for 
Let's start with <laughs> Nestor. Hey, Nestor, you were the first one to sleep. You, you you conked out real real fast and passed out on that couch, and you sleep washed over you very quickly, and it, and it comes welcomed. And as soon as you hit that deep sleep, you're dreaming. You're dreaming of a big white light. You're dreaming of your body raising raising up into this light, almost like daylight, but brighter. And you just have this, like, weird, loopy dream. There's that, like, Scooby-Doo, like, alien abduction scene. There's, like, a big, tall, gray person that has, like, these weird hands. Like, you play pat-a-cake with them. It's weird. Like, a dog runs from door to door. It's, it's a strange, strange dream. And then you lay down on a table. One pokes you in the butt. The table goes away. There's bright light. Float back down to the earth. You like toss and turn a little bit. You're not really sure. Like wake up. You're like that's falling dream. Like you did the little little step kick thing when you tried to like touch the ground and work yourself back to sleep. Then when you go back to sleep, you just see lots of red, the cardinal red washes over you and you can just hear yourself chanting axe axe give me that you can see yourself in a mirror holding the axe ripped to shreds absolutely just the perfect specimen axe And then you end up waking up morning you're on a couch we're gonna go talk to some other people I'm gonna go right down my view hey there uh bryce <laughs> you had a fucking blast you had yeah you had the football oh it was a great night just popping off you go to sleep you remember a big light you remember a giant saucer you remember going to this dead planet. Zeta Retkillum 3. Going on a mission with these two tall guys that kept throwing you the football. Big gray arms like cannons. They probably threw it a quarter mile each time. And you were able to throw it back with your arms. They patted you on the shoulder. It felt good. It felt warm. You got to explore this planet, all these cool-looking caves, all this weird stuff, this new technology, but they wouldn't really take any of it back. You know about it. They put you back in the light, they send you back down to Earth, and you kick yourself awake on the floor, smelling like beer. There's definitely a pool of vomit nearby. You're not sure if it's yours or one of these compatriots. Your head's killing you, but your shoulder is not. You have two fully functioning arms. You're 100% healed. You're like four weeks ahead of recovery. And as my head is kind of just pounding, I take a second and just like look over to my arm, like like move it and like hold it. And like look to see if there's like a there's like a football yeah, around. There, there is I am in sure the, the dorm room of a football player. <laughs> I I want to just like 
grab it and just like just throw it straight at a window just yeah. to just Th to there see there is how, a window that's how, open and there is a window that's closed. I can throw it. Which one do you want to throw it at? The closed one? Fucking right through that window. The this closed is one. The perfect spiral goes right through it, breaks the glass, wakes everyone else up in the room and they're like, "Nice." And then just like go back to sleep. But like you might be stronger than when you got hurt because like that throw choice. I look down on my arms, smile, just <laughs> go fucking bears. Um, Alondra, go back when? to sleep. You got woken up by a phone call and you went to bed angry. You went to bed upset. But when you do finally get to sleep, sleep washes over you. And so does a bright light. You remember leaving the earth. You remember old room conversation being had between these six, seven foot tall, slender, gray people with giant heads and that sheriff. And them having a talk, pointing at you, gesturing at you and your friends. And at some point, one comes over and just taps you on the forehead. They reach into this big orb of shimmering light. They reach their arm in and they tap you on the head. And then the light takes you back down to earth right before you touch down. Kick yourself awake. Pretty fucking weird dream. It definitely felt more than a dream. And it's morning where you are. We're going to head on over to Christy and Ivy. You fall asleep. You've put out your cigarette. You've gotten into your jammies. You've gotten into your high thread count sheets. Hunker on in. Sleep eventually washes over you. And then you sit up. You sit up in that strange vine-covered environment. Next to you is Dawn. In their pajamas. Old, full, matching pajama set. <laughs> okay. And and they've sat up at the exact same time. And you both kind of look over to the center, and there's Barry. Hanging out. Mascot costume ripped all the shreds while all these vines entering in and out of Barry's body. The red moss covering his lower half of the face. And the two little twinging vines that would be where the eyes are. <laughs> I still need your help. You were supposed to burn it down and you left. I can't follow. I'm on the peninsula. I need your help. Aren't you going to help? Ivy? Don? You have knowledge. You have power. It, it's got to be enough to set me free. Can't it be enough? Won't you at least try? I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait anymore. I know too much. You, you don't know. It's not alone. It has siblings. It's trying to find its siblings. If it gets the axe for two, three more years, it will find its siblings. We're running out of time. It's the peninsula now, but it's not gonna always be. Ivy? 
Dawn? Anyone? Fine. And it just kind of fades to black. And as soon as it does, you open your eyes in the middle of the night. Ivy, and you're weirded out. That was hyper-realistic for your dream. You remember every little piece of it. You remember the weird viney smell. You remember, like, the rainbow of color of vines all the way around. You remember Dawn sitting there and, like, silently crying as this plea of help comes across. And it is really hard to get back to sleep. But when you do, you get a chance to play. Fall asleep and you get to run around just your dreamscape with this small child made of fire. You just get to run around and do whatever you want. Burn stuff down. Shows you off to its friends. There's like larger sized like beans made of fire ranging in all sorts of sizes. 40 feet tall, 50 feet tall. Um, they're kind of just all over the place. We're really excited to meet you. Just give you a nice warm feeling and you like just kind of like nuzzle into your bed as your alarm goes off at like nine o'clock in the morning. Wake up. Let's start it off in backwards order. Christy. There's a knock on your door. Uh-huh. It's it, it's just one of your sorority sisters. Hey, there's some band geek here for you. Uh yeah. Donald um, or something? I don't know. Yeah, just um, I'll be down in a minute. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Thanks. Bye. You have all the time to prep and ready, and there is just a very strung out looking dawn. <sighs> I like the welcoming room of your sorority. Uh, cool. Ivy just kind of like guides him outside by the arm uh, so they can like sit on the porch and talk. Did you have a dream about Barry last night? <sighs> yeah. Um, look, I know you said you didn't take the gift, but you obviously did. And I did too. And it kind of sounds like We've got to go back and finish what we started or somebody else. Ugh, yeah, I, I don't even know. It's, it's been going on for a long time, it feels. But I, I think you're right. Do you know where the axe ended up? I think oh, we're going to need God. bait. Oh, man. When you left the party, the axe was there. Yeah, but like. Welcome to the hangover. Um, <laughs> this, like, yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, like, I know it was at the party. It could kind of be anywhere now. We should go. Uh, we got to start at the frat house. Yeah, so, sounds good. And you both head off towards the frat house. Gwen. You had some weird dreams. You uh, you stir. You you can hear Damien uh out out, out there. Damien, would you make your bed if you uh if you were given a blanket? Oh, I would. Yeah, I would fold the fold the blanket up. Yeah, yeah. So you 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 come out as uh Damien's like folding up 
blanket and kind of exchange looks. Hey, Morning. Uh, yeah. Um, Thanks for letting me crash. Yeah, no, I no. I didn't mean to fall asleep. No, you're you're all you're all fine. Sorry. I hope it was comfortable enough. Um, secondhand couch. Um, I sorry. I had a really, really weird, weird dream. Um, I'm just gonna. Do you want Do you want breakfast? I can make some some eggs or something. I'm gonna make we eggs go regardless. Back. Yeah. Yeah, we need to go back. Let me just Yeah, I'll have some breakfast. Yeah, let me just I'll 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 put them in bread and we can eat them on the way, right? Um I don't shit. Oh god, my car. My car's gone. We can we can get a rental or something. My my credit's okay. We'll figure it out. There would be public transit. Yeah, I don't want to take Port? that long to get to Palo Alto. That's a long trip. That's a long trip now. I know what that was like in 78. I'm going to rent or yeah, boost like, a car. Um, it does exist. It's Caltrain still exist not yet? good. Nope. Nope. It's, it's not, not going doesn't to be fast. Exist. Caltrain it... didn't fa wasn't founded until 1985. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah, no. Shit. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a really yeah, shitty... Gonna... There's just a, a coal train running up and down that track. <laughs> you, can, you can hop on it. Yeah. Boxcar kids... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take like ten minutes, maybe less, make us some breakfast. If you can look for some transit options, um, I've got, I've got cash. If we need to rent a car or something, um, just yeah, we have to go back. We have to go back. Um, and I will just. Oh, go over you know and... what? It it wasn't called Caltrain. It was called the San Francisco and San Jose Railroad Company. And they began passenger rail service on the peninsula in 1863. Mm. Oh, shit. Caltrain, the owning, the owning body of Caltrain, wasn't until 85 and didn't actually start taking passengers until 92. Thanks, Jujul. Hylos dropping that Bay Area history mm. on us. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Either you're way, forced to learn stuff. <laughs> when is going to leave the transit options to Damien? She trusts him on that, and she's just going to go make some, like, egg cheese breakfast sandwiches and a big pot of coffee so that they can get going. You're able Don't to head out weekend service. <laughs> yeah, it is not Sunday weekend service. It doesn't matter if yeah, we decide plan, to boost plan a extra car, time. which is an option we have. It was very much an option. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Steal all the things. Steal no, we're too Californian. We're like, uh, no, no, you got to get on the five. Yeah, fuck that. Anyway, you start to go on your transportation journey, whatever it may look like. Upon opening your door, um, <laughs> your house has been egged. It feels real bad. My house? And real confusing. Yeah. Your house has been egged. There's a bag of something in front of your door that you narrowly miss. My back door or my front door? Because I only have back door access to my apartment. Uh, Both. So, like, the entire house has been hit. It's not just your area it is the house so someone went to town with what looks like 48 eggs and it is real stupid and juvenile i will pick up the bags of i presume poop mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, <laughs> and and put them in the bin i will <laughs> write a note to my landlords saying i 
saying the equivalent of like some college pranks got out of hand. I will absolutely clean this upper page for the damages. I'm so, so sorry. I'm on my way to classes and like slide it into the mail slot. And then I will just, I will just look at Damien and be like, we got to go. For sure. We're heading off over to Bryce land. Bryce, you uh, wake up another uh, hour or two later. Your arm's feeling great. Uh, other guys are starting to like get up, he- heading over off to the mess hall. Can't shake that weird dream you had or that weird double talk everyone else had. Hey, Bryce, where's the axe? Mm-hmm. Bryce, Br- Bryce would have not, Bryce would have left it with like the captain of the really football team. Really good to team. know. You definitely remember leaving it with him. And as the guys come together and they're all headed to the mess hall to like grab some breakfast, those fucking unlimited eggs are lifesavers. You go in, get those foods, pile up the plates, and you can see just super hungover hands in palms. The captain of the football field just shaking his head to himself. All the other guys go and sit down with him and just start eating next to him. Rice, man, I'm so sorry. I got to take the L on this one. I don't know where the axe is. What'd you do, man? I, dude, yeah, I. I'm like, still back on, right? My arm is my arm is good. Like we're my arm is good. Fine. We're done with the season. I can't find the axe, man. Can you help me find it? Look, hey. D- Right. Doesn't matter. We're just going to win months it next ago, week anyway, right? We can't get it back until next season. Legitimately, we're supposed to hold on to it. Dude, it's January. Football ended in November. What? I did you get a no, concussion wait, no. with that sling? But like, you got it back. Fuck. And I lost it back to someone. Look, no. What? What? Uh, what was the with what some was, hottie? What was the last thing you remember doing with it? I was with some hottie, like the third or fourth one, dude, dude. What? Can you? Do you remember? Do you remember? I mean, remember we, we stayed there. We were at the frat like house. Anything? Football. And then it wasn't there in the morning. I was like, yeah, guys, I got it. Now I'm here and I don't got it. Can you help? Can you like get your friends to help with it? Like. Maybe it's here. Maybe it's back there. Did someone follow you guys? I don't want to be what? the guy. Why do you care? Axe. I already lost the game, man. I can't also lose it after the season. <laughs> He's just like holding you by the collar, man. I can't lose it twice in one year. Look. Look, we're. I will help you. Thanks, man. We're going to find this axe. Do you remember anything else? Sorry, what? I just. What was the question? Do you just give me something oh, God, to go off was... of so I can go find this thing for you? Oh, it, I was talking with one girl. She's great. I was talking to this other girl. They were great. They were like talking to each other. They were trying to get my attention. It was great. Uh, but no, but I had the axe. They wanted to touch it. And then. That's what she said. The redhead. Yeah, redhead, ponytail, jacket with a bear on it. Track and field. Yeah, 
Yeah. Eleven. Eleven chick. Yeah. It's fucking Nikki. We'll just talk with her. Yeah. No. Hey. I'm going to need to bench you for this one. But you got your oh, starter back. Thanks, and I like man. poke him right in the chest. We'll, we'll check in tomorrow. <sighs> Getting me some eggs. Yeah. No, no. No worries. I, yeah, he, he gets up and actually gets himself a plate now. And Bryce loads up on like a slice of toast, a bunch of eggs and some cheese and just like eats like stuffs his stuffs it in his face. Sounds good. As he walks out in search of Ivy. There's going to be some strangeness that happens here. You're going to head out the campus hall and it's going to be fine dandy. You're asking around. The other two of you are starting to walk. You're about a 10 minute to walk from Bart when suddenly... Both of you can kind of just start murmuring under your breath. X, X. And you both kind of just like look to each other and like have that acknowledge in your eyes. You both know exactly where the axe is. And you want to get to it as quickly as possible. And just start booking it. You both just start running towards campus, towards towards the BART. That would be the easiest way. Get on that train. You're both on that train. You're both kind of on it. You both look really excited that you're like, X, X, give us the end. And you like just murmuring to each other. And it's just like that camaraderie of like, you've both felt the axe's power. You want it back. Which eventually leads you to Sorority Row. Where we have two people walking off a porch. We have uh, Bryce down at the end of the hall or at the end of the road, kind of like walking around, who eventually gets pointed over to where the uh, track superstar might be. And you get pointed down and they're in the middle of the street as the other two of you run from the opposite end of the street. So we've got two of you running from one end of the street. We've got Bryce getting directions at the end of the street. In the middle of it, the various sorority houses. There in the center, Delta Gamma, as you come off the porch, there you can see Nikki Wickles. With the axe, she rips it off of the plaque, tosses the plaque away, wipes off the strange goo that seems to be coating the axe, begins to chant over and over again. We are sons of California fighting for the golden blue. Palms of glory, we will win for alma mater true. And she just keeps getting louder and louder and louder until the axe handle fully reforms in its wooden frame and then splits open from the handle, wraps around her arm, and just shoots down the rest of her body, covering her in wood, and then shoots back up her other arm where a second axe hand erupts, and she just begins to cackle maniacally as she then grows to about nine feet tall in the shape of a giant wooden bear with axe blades for claws who then just starts screaming out, You should have given me the axe. I've waited too long. I'm going to call it there. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll say, we don't get to do anything, but do you we? All, you all get to witness a track star turn into a giant wooden bear with axe claws. That's yeah, exactly yeah. what I wanted. Thank you for There's got to be weird stuff at this block. campus, too. It, you yep. know, like 9.15 a.m. on a Sunday. I hate everything. I assume that's the weirdest time on Cal campus. 
Mm-hmm. Well, there was the, there was there was a goat involved with one of these axe heists, so this is probably the second strangest. I I think probably. we're technically after the Berkeley Campage hostage crisis, so this might be the like third weirdest thing that's happened. Thank you, everybody, for sticking with us through episode two of our Delta Green mini series. So we will be finishing up our Delta Green minis, our, I guess our trilogy, uh, next week with the thrilling conclusion where where we. Uh, kick an axe claw bear's ass hopefully if you have not followed yet make sure to hit that follow button so you know when we go live if you enjoyed the content it is the best freest easiest way to support us also if you do hit follow and you haven't already you'll be our 1200th follower <laughs> highlight material god damn highlight material. dude the honor I unfollow and refollow the honor the glory. <laughs> that's, you don't count. Then it'll go down one. Nope. Yeah. No. <laughs> that's not how numbers work, Bonk. Uh, but we are going to round out the night with some shout outs. Lady Bedivere, thank you for gifting that sub to be pastry in the middle of the session. It's funny because Lady Bedivere is the one who has to edit edit everything out. So My she's making her life harder. Um, Worth but, it. <laughs> Kid Vorpal, thank you for the follow. Toga73, thank you for the follows. Quest and Chaos, thank you for the big raid. Is Jolts, thank you for the follow. Critical Hit Plus, thank you for the raid. BLT Man, thank you for the 75 bits. Seraphay, thank you for subbing for 18 months. Mr. Marbles, thank you for subbing for 15 months. And Questing Luke, thank you for gifting a sub. Remember, guys, if you didn't catch this episode, we upload them to our YouTube channel. You can do exclamation mark socials to get that link. It's going to be up tomorrow. And we are also working on turning this miniseries into a podcast that we will be releasing on Spotify, iTunes, all the places where you can find podcasts. So join our Discord to get more info on when that goes live, because uh, that is uh, something that we are looking forward to quite immensely. We're going to do our sign-offs. Hello, I am Mark, a.k.a. Bonk, a.k.a. Lord Bonk. Thanks for coming out tonight. I am Alondra, a.k.a. Lady Bedivere, a.k.a. Soporific Gaming. Thank you for joining us. I am Pylos, a.k.a. King Pylos, a.k.a. Nestor. And I'm Christy, a.k.a. Agent Maggie Carter. And I am Sunset's Brew, a.k.a. Brew, a.k.a. Zepp, and we are the Torpid Gaming Network, and we do three things. We have fun, we get immersed, and we do epic shit. We'll see everybody on Thursday. Have a wonderful night. Over and out. You're you're able to make Do it you out. You say the. Sorry, this is a this is a tangent. Do you say the, like the five, the two, the one hundred one, two ten? Yeah, there's only one of them. It's the one hundred one. I mean, honestly don't know one. I think I just say get on insert number here. I don't think I add the the. Just give me directions really quickly to like the airport. Okay, so you're gonna Go hop to on airport. Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna hop on 101, and then you're gonna take it. Yeah, okay, it you do, you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, you're good. Yeah, yeah. You're good. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I okay. say the Bart, and die. That's wrong. Local to the area, so <laughs> it's because it's the Bay Area Rapid Transit. No, no, I know, I know, I know. I'm so glad I have the sound bites for this episode. Perfect. <laughs> wow. I really thought that you were going to drop the whole, yeah. like, well, in SoCal, it's actually correct to say the and then the None number of, of the freeway because SoCal. all the freeways actually Don't were named different things in SoCal, but not in NorCal. First of all, 
No, that's, that's, that's a straight Second nester all, thing. I that's a straight nester thing. Because you just did it for me, motherfucker. I'll let you know. All the freeways had names that is before not they had a Southern California so thing. Up. Strictly. It, it is, is a not. California thing. <laughs> but but the reason that it is in Southern, so common in Southern California is because the names were more recent in memory. <laughs> 